First and foremost, Happy New Year. We're yeah, right yeah. here. We Happy made it to 2024. Year, Crazy. We, uh, it's been half a year since the last podcast. Been a- yeah, nah. we, yeah. Jameson and I about. linked up <laughs> and said, you know what? Let's, let's put the, you and I are going to put the podcast on the shelf together. <laughs> this shelf right here. <laughs> no, it, uh, it's, it's, just, it's funny how things worked out. Yeah, it's been uh, since August, the last episode. Decent dirt. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We didn't, me and Jameson haven't done a lot of chats either, like on the main channel. No. No, yeah. 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 A little bit of uh, inactivity in the tower for sure. And it's like, I don't want to say there, because there's certainly been games coming out, but there have been heavy games yeah. coming out, like like thick games that require yes. time and attention and, 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 um, at least and to they've be been able like to fairly spaced out. Mm hmm. Like, the fall didn't have much Mm-mm. big games. There were, like, two or three, right? And that was about it. And, you know. Yeah. I can think that of we, one. Baldur's Gate, but that was, like, Baldur's Gate was out when we did the last podcast. And mm-hmm. then Spider-Man, Alan Wake, and, like, that's kind of the end of the year, right? Super yeah. Mario you know, was, there. It was it, Yeah. I don't it's, know, it's just the way it goes. I haven't been paying attention. It's been a bit of a That's blur fair. for the last like couple of months, I will say, in regards to gaming or playing games. Or it's, I think, mostly, at least if you pay attention to games, a lot of the talk this time of year has either been around the game awards or uh, losing your dang job, which uh, is not, <laughs> not, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, true. Two, two, two no. pertinent topics that uh, both very depressing. Both subjects. Drive, the game both awards draw much ire. Being fired. Yeah. Oh my not, god. Not, Nothing too good going on, coming on the end of the years here. It's just, I don't know. No. Nope. Please just... wrap it up, Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, golly. Move it along. No, yeah, so... <laughs> Your 30 seconds are up. Play the music. I have to talk to Hideo. <laughs> I have to talk to my friend. Did you guys know he's my friend? And also, he brought his friend. So now I have two friends. This <laughs> is so, so... Oh Did you guys God. watch it together? Uh, oh, no, Jameson just watched no, it. No, no. I watched it in stone-cold, sober silence. Wow, that must have been dark. It was, it was... I watched 10 seconds of it live, and it was, like, the OD trailer, and I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. Uh, while trying to play Divinity <laughs> 2 co-op, because this is <laughs> not not how you should do that. But uh, no, I ended up watching... I watched it the next day, but mostly just for the announcements, I'll be honest. They got me hook, line, and sinker. I didn't watch it yeah, for the well, awards. there are no really. awards. Yeah, like... I, no, of course not. I what was, was announced? Uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Shoot, either, yeah. I don't know. I just remember... Like, <laughs> Kojima's bullshit, yeah. and then the new No Man's Sky... No man's oh, planet. Yeah. What? What's that? Light no fire. Light no yeah. fire. That looked cool. Yeah, it looks real but, cool. You know, I don't know. Yeah, every game. I don't looks think there was cool. like. Yeah, exactly. Sega said some stuff. No man's sky looked fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're was... gonna get me again, sure, Murray. Yeah, that's a wait until wait until it releases and then I'll play it. Oh yeah. You guys not really that, don't think not going in day one? You guys really don't think that it's not gonna be like rock solid on day one? Oh, no, it will be. Like, I, I think they've bought themselves a lot of leeway in the last eight years or yeah. whatever, but I'm still not buying it from day one. Yeah. <laughs> no. It also probably won't be a full-priced yeah. AAA, you know, marketed as a full-priced AAA game 
That's what, my was, guess. that's what I was going to say. They'll probably be able to launch it in early access if yeah. I would bet on anything, which, you know, anyways. Yeah, I just saw I, them. heavily moved away from day one purchases this year, and it's mostly been uh, very mm. positive overall. Yeah. Yeah. For, like, everything I've waited on. It just helps the brain interpret the product a little bit more honestly, I find. <laughs> it's well, if you just, pay things uh, on PC, uh, it's usually just a good shout for, like, mm, poor this reasons. Year, yeah. Yeah, the PC situation True this year enough. was disastrous. Yeah, it was. So... I think I got like Zelda Day One. Uh, yeah, Resident, like that's, Resident yeah. Four. I had trust in mm. the uh, Spider Man. Uh, yes, yes. Insomnia that came out. I think the day we were flying back from Sweden. Yeah, the most it's also things. A console game though. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, exactly. like console games are reliable, and also the Resident Evil engine is reliable. I do <laughs> yeah, agree. I kept yeah, on, uh, doing well. But still, yeah, I know what you mean, though. It's um, it's crazy how uh, insecure day one, day, one, uh, day one media is, especially interactive media. It's it's poopy. It's not great. Also, like, yeah. prices drop so quickly nowadays. Mm. It's You're going to save money if you wait, like, uh, a R4 month later. Everything half is... price all Q4. Yeah. Alan Wake 2, when the uh, winter sale started on Epic, was $30. And that was, like, four weeks That's after it came crazy. out. That's crazy. There was like a coupon plus, you know, discount, and it was 30 US dollars, which is insane. <laughs> Granted, that game was not full price either, so. That game was only 60 CAD, which is crazy as well, mm-hmm. but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the smart people wait. The dumb people like me, I just like going in. I like, I like, I enjoy the new one day one experience, warts and all. If it's a disaster, I'm like, yeah, video games suck. Ha <laughs> But I'm here for it. I got the hazmat suit on and I'm there. I don't care. <laughs> you're, yeah. uh, you got your hazmat suit. You're doing your little dance. I just do it for so I can tell everyone else to wait. You know, mm. True. someone's got to do. Someone's got to be there first. I feel oh, like, there's a lot of people there first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I've really gone in like the opposite direction this year. Yeah, and it's going to segue into like a topic I've wanted to talk about for like months now. Mm. Uh, which is like the death of AAA gaming for Joe specifically in 2023. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know like where to start with this. Um, I think I talked about it to Jameson. I, I, like, it got so bad that I like DM Jameson specifically, like worrying if I'm ever going to come to like a Tower episode again. <laughs> because I just, I don't know what happened this year, man. Like I, I still enjoy playing games, but something about AAA in 2023 has just like broken me from that side of the industry and I just don't like give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it started with Starfield. I was really excited help. for Starfield and I, I I really convinced myself I was going to finish Starfield and I believed it when I said that. Like I made all of us wait for that tarot recording because <laughs> I convinced myself I was going to beat that game and yeah. I feel like old Joe would have done I don't always, oh, yeah. like, need to be having a good time to finish a game. Like, me you, and Jameson guys, have been doing this for years, yeah. where we just, like, like... I, if anything, would be the one that would just be like, fuck this, I'm done, and you would just be like, <laughs> oh, I beat the whole thing, and it's like, yeah. hey, why? Because <laughs> I, like, I used to like, like, the academic, mental yeah. archival of, like, pop culture big video games. Yeah. It was, like, it was a, it was a hobbyist <clears throat> thing. Um, and then, what was after... Um, Starfield. I think I remember trying Baldur's Gate, and I was like, I just this game is too fucking long, man. I just don't have time for this. <laughs> mm. And then I, yeah. I think for me, 
and we haven't talked about this yet. And Uh-oh. yeah, <laughs> I think Jameson knows where have, this is going. I'm gonna have to break out the gif where the Koskala brothers throw off the double middle fingers, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. For me, I'm just gonna rip off the bandaid. Alan Wake Two was like a real breaking point for me, <laughs> yeah. where I'm like. <laughs> really? Yeah, Alan Wake 2 was like the breaking point for me. This is good. This is good. This is good. I know. I've been holding this back for ages. And I just want to start before I get into this that um, Alan Wake 2 is really cool. Uh, I mean, I think you played a bit, Ben, and like its style mm-hmm. and its remedy-isms are mm-hmm. like, they're at like their best when it comes to like style. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's fun to play at all. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, like, usually old Joe just w- would push through because I know that there's stuff in Alan Wake 2 which is good. I've I've got, like, 10 hours in across, like, five play sessions. I find it really hard to play that game for, like, long stretches of time. Mm. Um, I got to, like, the the really famous part. I won't spoil it if Ben hasn't mm. got to it, but the, the mm. Game Awards would have teased, yeah, teased about what it yet. was. And it was really cool. I, I just, like, every time I play that game, I want to pass out and fall asleep because it's just, I think it's so boring to play that game. You're just wandering around shooting like two enemies and it's not scary and alan mm-hmm. wake stuff to me just reminds me of uh, like layers of fear indie horror like nightmare what's the thing all like every game does uh, dream sequences it's just more dream sequences mm. and then saga's just like walking around the woods and there's like these nursery <laughs> rhyme puzzles and it's just i just think it's so boring <laughs> the problem is is like everyone loves that game and i think i'm just like i just think i'm losing it man i just don't like <laughs> What everyone else likes anymore at all. Like I didn't. I was like mad about Tears of the Kingdom this year either, and I just. I don't know. I think I'm just like losing touch with the modern, uh, like the general consensus of what is like a fun video game. Mm-hmm. I just. I just don't. I don't know, man. I think I'm losing. I'm, I think I'm losing it. Yeah. I think I just sounds- don't know if I like love, like what everyone else loves in video games anymore. Um, but I've still enjoyed video games this year. I just really need them to be fun at their core in like a like a playful, childish way. And I can't push through like I used to be able to push through, even if the game has something to offer outside of the realm of like traditional fun, like childish, mm-hmm. giddyish fun. Like Old Joe would have beaten Alan Wake 2 because it's got cool style and the game looks great and there's some cool ideas and weird remedy quirkiness going on. But I'm just like... I can't bring myself to play it anymore. I don't know what's like changed in my brain. I feel like Old Joe probably might have had the same complaints about Alan Wake 2, but still would have played it and like enjoyed it. But I, I just don't anymore. And I'm just like, I don't know. I was playing like that Chance of Sunir game, which everyone loved. I just thought that mm-hmm. was boring as well. Mm. I don't know if I just... <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think all games are boring. I don't know what's happening to me. It's Except so, like it, party games. It does sound like you're having a, a, a crisis of... A crisis of interest in whether or not you even like, but I, I think you, you I don't think I like to, games anymore. I don't know. To your point, I think I, I I feel like there there is an identity crisis happening as far as as if you want to zoom in on the AAA space, zoom in on the AAA space. But video games, I think uh, no. Well, there's just the swatch that gets through to the people the most. Yeah, is uh, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. The swaths that's, that gets through to the people the most are, are about the games that have the most money, and the games that have the most money are calcifying so deeply into the same thing. Like, it, it's it's becoming hard to... Even when a game is good, looks good, and obviously 
is uniform in its presentation. It, 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 it's still restrained by how clean it all has to be because it's meticulously poured over graphically. When I'm thinking about Alan Wake, for example, and also every first-party Sony game as well, but you just you think about how everything ends up becoming the same or being thought of as the same, and it just it's, it kind of poisons the well in a way when it comes to where all of these good big games are coming from. And they're just all coming from the same fast food factory. It feels like, like it. Shoot, dude. Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, if you focus on, like, yes, the Sony games all feel the same, but, like, you look at this year and what were the big, like, big games in the in quotes of, like, what was made, like, what was, you know, yeah. the Game Awards. What had the most nominated? Like, let's just use that as a recent example. Like, that is a very wide, very complex list of games that are all coming from very different places mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and represent a, a an enormous swath of what games can be and who they are for mm-hmm. yeah so i think like 2023 is an incredible uh showcase of of the breadth of games i think and as a mm-hmm. as an example of like it feels like games are still just starting to like actually get going as a as a like a whole medium basically because mm. you're just like oh here's you know someone making this crazy giant uh, RPG that's unlike basically anything that's been done before. Here's someone doing the crazy uh, Banjo Kazooie open world. Here's mm. a bunch of insane Finnish people making this art game. You know, like all these things. There's quite a large variety. Um, but I think like. I don't know, Joe. I, like, I think the reality is just people go through phases yeah, of I think enjoying things. My statement you know? was more personal than industrial, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, and I think you have every chance to loop back around to enjoying more things more easily, or maybe not. I, it's hard to say, but uh, you know, I just think, yeah, everyone sort of goes through phases of enjoyment for games, and like. Uh, 2020, 21, and 22, I was just kind of like feeling the same way. There were like two games each year, maybe, that I liked. Yeah. You know, and I was struggling to play. And that was for various other reasons as well, but partially games, partially brain, all these things. But, you know, I felt similarly where it's just like, man, these games fucking suck. I don't want to play them anymore. <laughs> and I played like three games in, in like an eight month period of last year. And, but then I've, feel very differently this way this year and i couldn't really tell you why uh so you know i just i think like i know you've been doing it's good to just take breaks sometimes from from <laughs> yeah. uh, from something because it's also our work like we just fucking look at video games all day basically mm. i mean it's usually it, it is limited to one game but like even when we record like yesterday, I didn't. I don't want to play anything after a recording session for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. I'm like, that's it. My video game quota has been filled for the day, and for the next few days probably. So I don't know. I I, I definitely get uh, the place that mm. your brain is at. Just don't feel like an I... old man a little bit, mm. like yeah, a you proper know. boomer where I just want games to like. I want to be playing the game, and I want the game to be fun. <laughs> that's all <laughs> right. I want. I don't want a fucking story. I just want to like shoot stuff, smack stuff, and jump mm. on stuff. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what dude. I want to do. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. Enjoy- I've enjoyed games. Like, I I have enjoyed. I don't want to walk into uh, what we've been playing, but I re- I've been enjoying the co-op games this year. The co-op party games. Uh, mm-hmm, maybe we'll get sure. to Party Animals <laughs> and Lethal Company later. 
mm-hmm. um, and even our little uh, bout in uh, Outlast Trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. that stuff, that genre, I know Remnant's not in it, but you know what I mean, like the horror, whatever <laughs> genre, continues mm-hmm. to be like really fresh to me and fun and like that childish giddiness. Um, and it's new to you, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that's another part of... Maybe it's it. a lack of say, novelty of... coming out of like the industry. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say it's part of the problem, but I don't know if... Like it part of your problem, but I don't know if problem's the right word. I think it's just, uh, you know... Burnout. We also, we <laughs> also play a lot of video games. Like you and I especially have played yeah. just about everything for 10 years straight, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I realized, uh, cause I, I have, I started my, uh, games played in 2024 list, mm. uh, uh, the other day. And I realized this is the 10th year I've created these lists. I started tracking everything I played in 2014 and you know, I average like the average length of those lists is about 40 new games. For twelve in twelve months, which is two two a month, right? Or or uh, four almost four a month, mm-hmm, three and a half a mm-hmm. month, and times twelve months times ten years, and it's like that's a fuckload of games, mm-hmm. and uh, it is something that like comes up every now and then. And I felt it at times uh, when we were doing the Avatar thing, where it's like I can tell by speaking to other people they don't play games like we play games. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I have like encyclopedic, we have like encyclopedic knowledge of a lot of the, basically the last 10 years. Cause we played just about everything mm. and you're bound to hit points where you uh, just be like, I'm burnt. <laughs> like the mm. <laughs> 10 years is a long time to play basically everything. I'm burnt, and, boys. Um, and, and you can see the trends and you can see what a game is very quickly when you've played so many things. So, yeah. You know, I yeah, and I don't know what the solution is. Obviously, like new innovative experiences is a major one, of course. Yeah, I feel like the uh, indie scene has been a little bit, I don't know, stagnant. N- a little stagnant, or I don't know. Yeah. Well, we went for like the roguelite renaissance of like four years of just roguelites after Hades. There's a weird bloat with indie games. I feel where, like where there's a lot of everything. There's a lot of everything. Yeah. There's nothing specific they, trendy in 2023 where it's like there was just a lot of everything. They're a little yeah. unfocused, I yeah. find. Yeah. Yes. I, I was going to bring up the same thing with indie games because that, that's like the missing piece for me this year has been compelling, small, smaller, like mm. small runtime, but also smaller focus and smaller dev team type games. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some amazing big games that have really clicked with me, but like... The, let's let's put it this way: the six through ten slots on a top ten list is really hard to fill right now because I'm like, uh, mm. and I don't I don't know why I don't know what it is about the indies that aren't aren't clicking with me either. I cu- I couldn't tell you. But like, humanity thing, and I haven't got a huge amount of them this year either. Yeah, I found like, discoverability very hard in 2023. It I is. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. It just it never. I felt like. This was the year where the channels were the most evaporated, or they were, or the inverse was occurring, where it didn't feel like anything was indie in 2023. It felt like everything was known to to some degree, but then that kind of creates a jaded perspective where there is so much unknown as well. Yeah, yeah. The whole industry is in a interesting place, I think, right now, especially like right now specifically, because mm-hmm. we we just. Basically, 2023 was like, ah, uh, the pandemic is over. They finally finished all these big games that have been worked on for <laughs> like four years. COVID is gone, but, you guys. <laughs> pretty gone. much. Yeah, but, but I mean, in terms of, you know, like the, the backlog and the effects that had on development and all these things. And, and 
now 2024 is like, okay, last gen is finally fucking dying mm. three and a half years later. Mm-hmm. We're finally switching out of that. Coffin is finally and, closing. Yeah, and like getting back to, I don't know, in office, like fully, the full train is moving on games again, you know. Uh, I, I hope that that results in some more interesting things, but also the big AAA games are so unsustainable yeah. from a cost perspective mm. that they can't be creative. So like the medium tier stuff has to do more of the heavy lifting. Uh, and there are not a ton of those studios doing that. Like Remedy is basically one of those only studios that like a hundred people made Alan Wake in, in like three years for a modest budget. And you're like, okay, like that's a double A game nowadays. It, 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 that used to be triple A, but now it's double because the triple A mm-hmm. is like 2000 people working for six years. And unless you're a bunch of crazy Belgians, crazy. you can't spend that time and money making something crazy. Uh, <laughs> You have to make Spider-Man or yeah. God of War. You have to make known quantities, or at least distill yeah. things down yeah. to saleability. The thing is, I, I liked Spider-Man 2, though. Because <laughs> it's just... I know. Well, well, there's lots of gameplay in that game. Yeah, yeah. sure. And it's creative and, and fun. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's just, like, wacky, and you're actually just, like, playing a game the whole time. There are some cutscenes, mm. but I don't know. I don't know what my brain wants. Yeah. Fun. I, I want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know that feeling as well, where I'm like, I just want to play the video game. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want something that's just all action. And uh, I haven't... I, I go through phases like that as well, and it's just like... That's and it's I'm hard at. to find those games nowadays, because... Yeah, what the fuck it is. As, yeah, as, di- yeah. as dire as it is to say, I think the one thing that kind of kept me suspended through most... Actually, through all of the summer was Fortnite post-Starfield. Sure. Because it was actionable, gamey enough... And You're playing a fucking video game in Fortnite, play, that's yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> it's it went, a video it, game. It went crazy there for a sec with Season 5, like after the OG map. They did some... I know, man. They're so the, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to harp too much about Fortnite, but it's just like, it's it's incredible what they're doing on that map. And it's I just will continue to praise how much you can succeed without getting eliminations. I just think they, they're just on some crack with that game. I know. Still... Five years later, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it makes me I, sick. <laughs> it, uh, it, dude, I'm sure, oh, it did I forget sick. to mention that they added a goddamn Mario Kart and that they added goddamn yeah. Rock Band and that they added Minecraft? Yeah, like this year, yeah, I, have, I have not played Minecraft because I still want to play it with you guys. Or the Lego Lego Fortnite. I have, I, well, I do want to try. That I want to play it with you guys. Then. So I am. So if you guys, yeah. you just I'll I make. Pac- I can make Pacific time work. So just you just let me know. But. Um, and the, the, then we have the 11 cu- games to finish before Minecraft I Lego. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, the car Yeah, I didn't realize. That was fun. I didn't realize that the Harmonix people made. Like, yes. they bought. I forgot that Epic owns Harmonix, and they. that's why Rock Band is in Fortnite. You can plug Legacy because... controllers in, and it works. It's I know. Rock Band it's again. It's fucking crazy. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes me so tired. And you just but like there's only all in Fortnite. There's only yeah. I'm so old, man. I'm the so tragedy tired. is that there's only like three companies left that can spend huge amounts of money yeah. to make like a massive AAA thing that is actually weird. And then everyone else, mm. and that's like it's basically Valve, Epic, and Rockstar. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like teetering on the brink of oblivion, so they just have to keep making the thing that does well. Uh, and you know, Sony's good at that, but they're not. 
going to win any awards for innovation anytime soon. Yeah. And everyone else is like, I don't know what they're doing, you know. Maybe that's sort of... my problem is the thing that sustains my video game interest is like novelty and variety and the industry. Yeah. And people doing creative and weird things with the medium. And this year has been like very solid for like mm-hmm. big AAA stuff. But like, you know, Tears of the Kingdom is just Breath of the Wild, but better. Mm. And Spider-Man 2 and... Alan Wake is just, you know, Alan Wake again, kind of, but I don't know. It, like, has, just made, like, it has made putting a top it, ten list together very difficult. If my brain is like a, a, like, if my passion for video games is a flower, it hasn't been watered by 2023. It's like shriveling and dying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. Well put. It's interesting. So I felt that way for like the last few years and then the opposite for this year. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell know. you why exactly. I feel more concrete in what I want from game. Like it's so Joe is seems to be in a crisis of chasing something. He doesn't quite <laughs> know what he crisis. wants to chase. Yeah, he's Mid-life. like, well, <laughs> well, yeah. Just it sounds like you don't even know what you you know you want to have fun, but it's like, what is that fun for you? And it's like new games aren't delivering it. And it's, you, 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 I would, I, Jameson, you can disagree, but I would say you've always been the one, Joe, to bring the uh, fringe games to the table more than the or the most out of the three of us. So like, I think, I just, think we all play it, our part, but maybe a little bit more so. Sure, sure. Yeah, this, I'd agree. It's just, I'd agree. This yeah. just sounds like a. This just sounds like a, a the throes of a writer's block adjacent moment where you'll break through. Because like, I'm even like I'm looking at the list of games. I, I can just picture about. Alan Wake writing on his typewriter. Yeah, <laughs> right. The gamer couldn't game. <laughs> the game. Game. Oh my god. <laughs> Does Animal Make 2, like, get any, like, crazier later on? Or is it just, like, the same thing? I don't know how to answer that question if you saw the main part and didn't think that was crazy enough. I mean, it was funny, but it was, like, it was, like, ten minutes. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, after I, that, I, we're just, like, I'm just on a building again and just, like, looking through tubs. And, like, I don't know shooting a you. shadow man. I'll say this about Animal Make 2. I find myself uh, laughing a lot. But uh, the game is hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. coffee, coffee world is sobering in a meta way that I don't know whether they were <laughs> intending it to be. But it, oh, that is, I think very much so. That get, yeah, the backtracking that, yeah, <laughs> you wake up with coffee world, uh, which made me echo a lot of what Joe was. You know what's the most earlier. upsetting? You know what the scariest thing in that game is? Is that all the toilets at Coffee World are broken. <laughs> and they, re- they repeatedly reference all of the toilets are offline at, t- at Coffee World. That, and is, that is fucking horrifying. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh man, Helmet Two is pretty. It's pretty good, but it's uh, yeah. The, it's the it's it's warts are starting to show in 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 pretty obvious ways, as they will, as games will, the longer you play them. But um, yeah, I might finish it. I, I do want to finish it. I'm definitely gonna finish oh. it for sure. That game it looks insane on the Xbox. It's gorgeous. The game is great. Yeah, I don't know game how far great. in I am. I'm like I got to the hotel as Alan did the hotel <laughs> yeah. section, and Saga is like on the way to like the retirement home. I don't know like how far in. Yeah, that is. that's about halfway. Okay, yeah. it's about twenty hours. Yeah, I think I like ten hours in. Eighteen to twenty, depending on how you know thorough you're being. I like. I, I do like say. the design of it. I think it was cool. about. I think it was about twenty-two hours for me, and I was. Quite thorough, you know. I didn't do like all the the weird lullaby things. Oh, I didn't even understand so what they shit, were for dude. a long time, and then mm. I was like, "Oh, I get them now." And then they just give you uh, Resident Evil, you know, charms basically. And I was like, "I don't really." I've got a suck. couple. Um, it, it was pretty wild, like playing twenty minutes of Quantum Break like a, a month ago, and then booting up this game. 
Sheriff Breaker fucking teleports out of the goddamn sheriff station. Yeah, Tim Breaker. Tim Breaker. Br- like time Breaker, sh- sher- played by the guy that controls time from Quantum Break. Yeah, interesting. Sheriff Breaker. Curious. Like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, bravo, Vince. Mr. Like- Door. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Door, who was supposed to be played by... Um, Lance Reddick, uh, who yeah, played no Mr. Shit. Hatch, holy, like, who played you... Mr. Hatch oh. in Quantum Break, oh, makes you God. wonder. Wow. If they... I have thoughts about Alan Wake, but I'm going to save them for another. We'll save day. them for another time. Yeah, because I when I yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I will say I too have other things. I um, after Alan Wake two, <laughs> I was very curious to revisit the original Alan Wake, which I um, I don't know if we want to transition into like some more. F- specific game thoughts oh, please, or not. Please. But, um I had always avoided revisiting Alan Wake out of fear, mm. basically. Not that not because it's scary, but because I worried if I ever went back to it, I'd be like, oh this game sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I played it when it came out in twenty ten, you know, when I was uh what, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen or whatever. And I was like, this game is so fucking weird. I love this. And uh and was fascinated by the story stuff in it. I think I was in grade 10. I remember talking to people about the story stuff in Alan Wake 1 in high school. And then uh, I never went back to it because I was like, ooh. Every, the further we got away, the more you'd go back and look at Alan Wake and be like, no one liked playing Alan Wake in 2010. Surely it doesn't hold up at all anymore. I like that And uh, after 2, I had, to, I had to go back and see it because I, I just needed to know. Um, and so I got it on the Xbox series x so mm-hmm. i could actually turn that thing on make sure it's still booted and um play through all of it and both dlcs wow did you, and, did you um, pardon it pardon the interruption did you play the mm-hmm. three, 360 or remastered the remastered yeah nice 4k cool, cool. 60 what yeah yeah which which holds up visually quite solidly mm-hmm. honestly and um i yeah that game actually holds up for me i enjoyed it nice um just fine i did not like in in the moment, you don't realize, but after the fact, it's like, that game is a full-on third-person shooter. Yeah. It is not mm-hmm. anything else th- the other than that. I like Alan I did Wake set it to 1 e- more than Alan Wake 2, like, still to this day. I like Alan Wake 1. I, uh, I set it to easy, and because, mm. like, the combat, you know, it's so one-note, but it's serviceable, but there's so much of it, and uh, and I had a good time revisiting it. It was interesting to go through. It was only, like eight hours with the two DLCs, like the base game is six hours and then the two DLCs are an hour each. And, uh, you know, there's definitely some weird stuff with the combat. They're really bad at uh, placing enemies in that game. They're just like, you just walk onto a bridge and then it's like, haha, we spawned guys in front of you and behind you. Have fun. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you fucking guys. But um, yeah, from a combat perspective, that game holds up just fine. And uh, the story stuff was really very interesting to revisit Mm -hmm. and uh i was very pleasantly surprised by it and the thing that struck me most is i forgot how well-paced xbox 360 games were which is to say uh it was basically like you do one minute of walking through the woods one minute of combat one minute of walking through the woods one minute of combat a story section and the story stuff at last for about a minute as well (laughs) maybe three and then now you do and then you do that and that, and that's the flow of it for the whole game, and 
I remember uh, in the summer, also after Final Fantasy 16 and finding the pacing in that game so horrible, on a whim, I just booted up Gears of War 3. Yeah, baby. And I felt the same thing. It was like, man, the pace is so good. It's like combat, combat, walk around, yeah. story. Combat, combat, walk around, story. And it's like, that's the five-minute loop. Mm-hmm. And it's so good at that. Um, Gears 1 still has that juice on it all over it as well. It's so good. Just the yeah, so much of the 360 linear action games have that great pace, and I I miss that for sure. Uh, yeah, Alan Wake one. Uh, you realize after the fact, after after growing to watch a lot of David Lynch filmography, you realize how much they love that stuff as well. Mm. And uh, Alan Wake one, I played for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then like two or three years later, started to watch Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive and all these things. And so it's interesting to go back to Alan Wake 1, now having absorbed all of that stuff. And they're just like, that's that's the song from Blue Velvet. You guys, <laughs> is that even legal? <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's that line of dialogue. That's, it's happening again. Like, oh, this is the R&R it's dialogue. It's like, again. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so I've been slowly playing through the Remedy Connected Universe games over the last three months <laughs> and yeah. having a blast. That's awesome. <laughs> I bombed through Quantum Break in about four hours. My that game's God. okay. That game's okay. I don't think I remember yeah. that game. I remember it's fine. I it. It's I, solid. I started it's it the solid, other night. You know. Yeah, or the other night. I started it like two weeks ago, and then just downloaded the episodes. So I kind of have the whole package downloaded. But I'm gonna. Yeah, go I did not it. watch the stupid TV shows. They're that's free for sure. on Xbox. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point. So you can just. Well, yeah, they're part of the game. Like, yeah, they, they, yeah they're yeah. And you can really see the like development struggles with that game for sure, because that was originally you know part of the Xbox One TV. Like it, it's, it's such a cool idea. We're making a video game and a hybrid yes, TV show. Yes, it is a cool then, idea with Microsoft. And money? they just sort of exactly. And then Microsoft just you know they fucked up the Xbox One so hard and had <laughs> to pivot away from all that stuff. And then four years after the Xbox One comes out, Quantum Break finally comes out, and you can you can see all the issues in it. But there's still some solid stuff in there and then uh i'm still slowly replaying control which mm. i had never replayed and i had never played on pc or i had i played it on pc but i did not have an rtx card at the time mm. so yeah, 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 getting yeah. the full rtx experience <sighs> i just the other night finished the um the alan wake dlc for that game which at the time i didn't think was very good having played alan wake 2 it is uh yeah it's quite <laughs> all right that dlc <laughs> It's wild how much they knew exactly what they were doing. Cool. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. And even in Quantum Break, there is a, a teaser for Alan Wake 2. And it's amazing to me how much they knew exactly what they wanted Alan Wake 2 to be f- since Alan Wake 1 came out. And it just took them 13 years to finally get the money to make it. Awesome, so, dude. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A fascinating journey. And I look forward to replaying Alan Wake 2 because they have a new game plus, which has... Uh, new story elements in it that make i'm sure like integrate the fact that you're playing it again well let's just say it's uh, like well so. i'm like yeah i'm at a point in the story where i will i haven't completed down like one but i watched uh, a handful of of lore uh compressors whatever you want to call them <laughs> um just to get a picture to kind of paint a tapestry of sorts and so it's it is interesting trying to figure out where you are in the story as you're playing it. If through the first time having an awareness mm-hmm. of the fact that you could be at a specific layer or not, 
um yeah it's, it's fun it's two works from that perspective because that's how i played it the first time of like i remember alan wake one but i don't remember mm-hmm, alan wake one. sure and so it, and playing through alan wake two you're like it, it's like the first game is this weird sort of dreamy memory and that works perfectly for mm-hmm. alan wake two but um immediately when i was replaying alan wake one i was like holy fuck they they made it is called Alan Wake 2 for a reason. Like they they didn't give a shit that there were 13 years between games. They were just like, we're making this sequel. And if you don't know who the Anderson brothers are, too, too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh like it, it's yeah, fascinating. Like, very, very cool. I can't believe if I not to we're taking a little bit of time in Alan Wake 2, and I I know you want to save stuff for a, a more in-depth chat at another time, Jameson, but one thing I w- just want to say is I can't believe how much they took directly not or took, but were inspired by Twin Peaks: The Return specifically. Like, oh yeah, like, dude. Like I cannot oh, yeah. believe how much like um, all of the musical interludes to end There's, chapters. Yeah. Like, um, and then obviously some of the imagery when they're um, playing around with the overlap or transitioning between oh, yeah. the space. It's just like there's so much. It's incredible. Directly inspired <laughs> from The Return that yeah. I just find so <laughs> absurd yet comfortable. And it's, it's but crazy. It, you know what's so cool is that like when when they reference the Alan Wake, you know, is writing his new book, Return. I'm like, oh, that's such a right? like Twin Peaks Return. But they yeah. but they reference like that was decided in Alan Wake One. It was. You're you're absolutely yes, like right. there were references to the return manuscript in Alan Wake One. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh okay, so I guess they didn't you know, they're just so like they're just their brain like the the Lynch brain and the Sam Lake brain are just kind of they're completely aligned. And Sam Lake you know? looks like that, dude. It's just so funny. Just, oh, God. I can't believe... Like, the Alex Casey character is so brilliant. It's, it's just brilliant. That first scene where where we play as Alan Wake, and it you watch the interview with Mr. Dore oh interviewing God. Sam Lake playing Alex Casey, written by Alan Wake, written by Sam Lake, and you're like, this fucking video game. Performed in live action. like Performed in live action. Oh, God. <laughs> It's juicy, dude. That was the moment where I was just like, "Yeah, okay, uh, this is a this is a video game made for Jameson." <laughs> you walk fucking slow, though. I'll tell you, you do walk. Anyway, we'll talk about that game next. Time. We'll talk about that game in six months sometime. We'll 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 have it. We'll Would have been a cool TV fire. show, I reckon. They should just make a TV dude. show, dude. Oh. I'm starting to think that about a lot of games. Just make a TV show at this point. I didn't need a controller for this. I could have. Yeah, I'm well, already subscribed to whatever service I could have. I'd rather watch on. Remedy do TV and movies and Hideo Kojima as well. That's interesting. It's so funny. I was just thinking about how. Uh, anyway, nothing, nothing at all. I was drawing a direct line from like we were talking about how the 360 and then the X- the Xbox One was botched. And I'm drawing a direct mm-hmm. line from Hideo Kojima's upcoming completely online cloud-based nonsense game directly to the Xbox One, and that's all I got. That's all. That's all I got. That's all I got. He definitely thought of that ten years ago. Yeah, right. It's like Hideo, that's not the pitch with the Xbox anymore, but he's like, I do not care. Yeah, I still have this idea. The, the idea didn't leave my brain. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Good. Yeah. Like I'm glad. I honestly. I don't agree at all. I want these people to keep making games. Oh, I don't sure. care if they're not for you. Like I, they need to keep making games because holy fuck, everything is so sterile and like normy friendly. And then I look at Alan Wake Two. I'm like, this game is not for most people. And True. Yeah. That's great. And same with Baldur's Gate Three. Like we'll have to have a Baldur's Gate chat at some point mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Like, sure. It's insane. It's insane that that game has broken mainstream because it is. 
impenetrable and madness like all the way through yeah systems writing everything that game is made by crazy people and it's amazing like that's great and you know i feel the same way about the next whatever kojima bullshit like mm. let uh, just keep making games you want to make a weird interactive story movie tv game thing and whatever go for it just put it on the xbox great yeah i'm here for it x cloud baby i'm telling you oh it's so dumb <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, footnote on this. I think uh, that mm. I think that new Hellblade is going to be pretty good. Uh, not under. <laughs> when I was saying the exact opposite the other day. I think that new Hellblade is going to be. Uh, <laughs> we were pretty both good. just like, I'm fucking out. <laughs> I have checked out. Oh, I don't care, man. That's so funny, yeah. dude. Oh jeez. <laughs> all right. Well, fuck. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all. That's all I got an hour wait too for now. I the only thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The only thing that pulled me out of my Fortnite stupor was Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, interesting. God. So yeah, yeah. I uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I was on a little. <laughs> no, I, I was on a little bit of the metaphorical fairy dust in the way that I was ante- oh. anticipating some form of Elden Ring DLC announcement at the Jeff's big day. Uh, that's fair. So I, I was like, I want to just have the car in motion for mm-hmm. when um, FromSoft decides to drop their whatever they're doing with Elden Ring expansion stuff. So I'll tell you one thing: playing <laughs> playing it only. I'm, a, I'm about level sixty, uh, maybe sixty five or so. Only melee, no magic, uh, or, or only made only melee, no summons. Ooh. Yeah, it's no summons. Gross. But that like, run can suck. I'm at using times. Yeah, I'm <sighs> I'm using like weapon arts though. So I'm using FP. Yeah. But I'm not summoning or um casting offensive magic at all. I think I used a few. I didn't really spec into it, but I had a few. Mm-hmm. Some like, bosses are not made for the, those builds or playstyle. Yeah, magic buffs and faith buffs or something I'm definitely gonna like. Or even like um dragon yeah, stuff shit anyway you know what i mean but um it's mostly just big sword or swords or melee focus and yeah i'm starting to i'm um, to do the I'm, I'm in castle red main but i'm fighting the two guys at the same time where you fight basically the limgrave um oh yeah the forgotten, yeah, the, yeah the misbe the yeah the misbegotten and the crucible knight at the same time so that fight's giving me a little oh. that fight's giving me a little bit of trouble with the two of them um I think and I got then, to that quite late, so I kind of stormed over them. But I know a lot of people had a like a hard time mm-hmm. with those two. Yeah, and then I'm uh, just exploring Liernia a little bit. Um, so I'm like, I've I'm, I've cleared out Castle Stormvale completely, top to bottom, um, killed everything in it, um, even the ulcerated tree spirit at the, or that ulcerated whatever at the bottom. Oh, that fucking um, thing. Yeah. Oh, the poison, like the not poison, the that, crimson, that fucking, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, fucking hate that guy so i'm like i'm doing not too bad actually i'm I'm, you know i'm i'm reliant on my farming spot it's crazy i will say going back to your farming spot after the launch zeitgeist because when i first so i will there's a spot in um caled right down if you teleport to the beastmaster pretty much all the way south you can fight these little uh, vulgar militia that'll give you like 1200 souls per kill and, yeah, and if you just like yeah, if you just, yeah if you just do that for an hour you get so many souls so it's been crazy playing it now and seeing all of the incredibly well orchestrated messaging on the ground being like 
try stealth, stop, like don't attack, do attack. And it's just, it's so mapped out now. It's crazy, but it's been good. I have really been able to respect and appreciate the game of it all. Timing, um, power attacks, power attack timing, holding attacks, blocking, single-handed and two-handed. There is a lot of game <laughs> to the melee aspect. Um, mm-hmm. in Elden Ring alone, and obviously that scales back and through time through this through the Dark Souls games and etc. But um, it's it's been inspiring to see just how much is thought about instead of just like my sword's bigger than their sword, uh, which a lot of combat can come down to that once you become strong enough. But um, every combat encounter is may not go the same as it did last time because of some minute difference or because of some something was just a little bit at a spot and i don't know i think i think the game has more magic than i was giving it credit for this first time around despite the fact that i thought it had a lot of uh, a lot of good things going for it i'm just i'm appreciating it a lot more this go around and it's it's just cool to get that out of a game i thought i appreciated a lot in the first time however i am not looking forward to the path ahead because i know it's only going (laughs) to get it's going to berate me uh especially as i get further north and then have to deal with some I'm trying to remember who fights. gave me the most trouble as a melee build. Probably Le- uh, Leo Rue. What's her name? Not Melania. Oh, Melania. Melania was fucking yeah. a nightmare. Aside from her, aside from Melania. Aside from Melania, uh, Melania. Yeah, I'd like to uh, see that happen, Ben. Melee only, no summon Melania because that is a. Uh, it's a really good fight. It's yeah. annoying, but it's a really good fight. You can kind of like uh, figure out the rhythm of waterfowl. Yeah, when you play that fight for six hours. Fucking waterfowl. Yeah, you can something right. like to, you feel it. You, you, you can like sense it. You sniff it coming mm-hmm. when it hasn't came out for like a certain amount of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, can, you can actually like kind of bait. It's a really good fight. I think waterfowl kind of like sours it a little bit. Um, but yeah, Melania's a great fight. My hope is to just be able to get strong enough to hit her twice, and just she dies right there. <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna be the case. Dang. If it, if it works, I'm not sure it will because then she hits you, she heals. But maybe. True enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I think I have 41 strength, and right now I'm just working on getting my endurance up so I can spec heavy armor, but yeah, still yeah. like have a medium. Big load. sword heavy. Yes, I'm trying to go big sword medium right now. Yeah, I have pumpkin helmet for the first time. I've never had pumpkin helmet. It's good. I now understand pumpkin helmet. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You ever fight those guys with the big gold pumpkin head? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I got More like onion kind of. Onion heads. Yeah, kind of. they're kind of like onion. Yeah. Anyway, they're rotating. That game's a blur. That was like three months with all the Facebook videos of like 200 hours. Like, I know. That game is just a giant blur of us <laughs> fighting guys. Yeah. it. Uh, I got one of those and it's like, hmm. it's completely great for poise and everything like that. Anyway, Elden Ring. That's a good game. I'm surprised. It is good I'm game. surprised the DLC didn't get announced. Yeah, dude. Or, you know, like a date announced. Two years? Or shown or anything. Like yeah. two years in February? Two years next month. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they just took crazy. Jeff. They, they put out an Armored Core. Oh, they don't. They don't, no. dude. They put out Armored Core in between then and then. So oh, my like... God. Armored Core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Yeah, Did you ever talk core. about that game? We never talked no, about it. No, I want to play yeah, that game I've so never... bad, though. I, I must have talked about that game. Do I not talk about it? Uh, it had just come out in August. I don't know if it's. I don't know. But I just missed I want it. One of you guys to play it because I. This is before I, like I was burnt out where I had like a really hard time of it. Yeah. Like I tried. I just couldn't. I don't know. It was a weird game. You weren't. There, there wasn't a lot of aiming. 
an agency. There was a lot of auto-aim. So it just kind mm. of felt like a movement slash dodging game. And there was a lot of like specking into certain things. We had to quit out a whole mission to like change some of your specs. So I got to yeah. a boss fight and I was getting my ass kicked. And then I had to like leave the whole mission and like unlock a different thing. And it was just like, um, it's very hardcore. Uh, I thought it might be approachable uh, for like <laughs> newcomers, but it's not mm. <laughs> at all. Um, they did put a six yeah. on it. So I guess it's true. You know. Yeah, but yeah, I'd, l- I'd like someone else to play that because especially Jameson, because you're yeah. like kind of more of a mech guy than me. I, I I'm I'm like so indifferent about that game. Like if it, it first of all, it did not go on sale at all. Mm, so if it true. had gone, if it was like forty bucks, I might have picked it up over this over Christmas. But I don't know. I I I kind of want to try it for because it's new. I'd be interested and, to know I, what you think. But I also don't really give a shit so i don't know it was also a bit ugly at times as well very muddy and i don't know yeah there was very cool moments some huge scale moments but most of it was not very interesting probably pick it up eventually maybe (laughs) i've stayed blind on it with the hope to uh respect and interpret all of those crazy skyboxes uh organically I've seen nothing of it because I was on vacation when it came out, and then I like I I've, I've seen maybe mm-hmm. five minutes of gameplay from that game, mm-hmm. and it just looks like yeah, like you said, it just looks like a speed skating mech mm. rail shooter. Yes, and I don't know if that is interesting at all. My- but then, and I I watched the donkey video. That's the one thing I did, mm-hmm. and it was like it's the easiest game ever. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the gist of it. It seemed, and I don't know if that sounds interesting to me. It sounds to me like they just nailed what Armored Core is, which is 45 minutes of prep for 90 seconds of getting your ass kicked, and then you just do it again until you... I got my ass kicked for three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just keep doing it until your ass doesn't get kicked, and then you gotta figure out how to do it a different way again for level two. Yeah, I think I just don't, like, connect with... I don't know. There was so much like chaos effect in the boss fight, and it felt very specky. Mm. And I just like being able to p- play a boss until I like learn attack patterns. But mm. you can't learn seventy thousand missiles in the sky. Mm. You just have to build around there being a barrage of shit. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was interesting for sure because you're playing like a whole new franchise that's been going on for years, and it's definitely a good representation of what those games are. They haven't, like, toned it down. But, um, I don't know. I'll maybe go back. Uh, probably not. It looks very bullet helly, and I really don't like mm. bullet hell games. Yeah, I think I agree. I like being able to dodge things on purpose, not because I'm spamming spacebar and I got, like, a bit more lucky one run over mm. the next run. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But- like, every bullet hell-ish game I have never enjoyed. It's just... It's too much going on and too much reliance on yeah moving around particles and things that yeah i don't know it looked like the least like my least favorite parts of near automata like when you fight that big mm. I, I remember mm. it was like, a big, yeah. like machinery thing with tons of particles and you know yep. near definitely gets bullet helly at times yeah um and yeah i just i don't know but I agree. I want to know for sure. Yep. I, yeah. So I have to get my hands on it at some point. I would predict you wouldn't like it overall, but I still want to yeah. know how that goes. I would get to the first boss, try it for 10 minutes, and never play the game again. That's how I oh, predict it will go. Boss, or yeah. I will have figured out a broken build and just delete the boss. I don't know. <laughs> Ma- yeah, maybe. I don't know if you farm. Like I, I don't know I anything so. about it. So yeah. I-, I didn't, but maybe you should. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like considering 
trying the first one just to get a taste and then just to try to get an Man. idea where it graphs forward. Didn't the first one come out in like 1992? It's a PS2 or PS1 game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Long running <laughs> series. But I have the device to do it, so it's... Okay. True, true. Put it on a little screen and try it out, but I, I want to get at it. It, the, the, It's so funny. It made me want to ask you, Joe, if you've tried Hyper Demon yet. I think so. Yeah, you talked about it at some Hyper point. Hyper Demon. Yes, I did play Hyper Demon. Not for long, um, but I appreciated and enjoyed that game. I think I only played like, I, for like a couple of hours. <clears throat> I own it, but I have yet to launch. Jameson has not launched it but yet. But will okay. at some point. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back on the yeah. horse, if you, know what it's, if you know what I mean. I like deciphered the visual language and thought mm-hmm. it was like kind of amazing, but mm-hmm. I just never got like the itch to like chase the the dragon, the high score. You know, I just like yeah. I figured it out and I was like, oh, this is such a weird, cool thing, mm-hmm. and then just didn't have like the thirst or competitiveness to kind of go back and keep grinding it out. Yeah. I couldn't. You mm-hmm. can't explain that game at all. But deciphering what is actually happening and how it's happening and then reacting to it is like. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's learning a language in a way that you know, you're like, yeah, it's just, this is a game. It's sticky. It's got some stickiness to it. But other other than the fact that it literally didn't stick to you, it's, it's like it's pretty fun. <laughs> I I appreciate it. this year has has been a lot of me going. I respect this game, and then moving on forever. That's been kind of like my theme uh, this gotta, year. I definitely got. And I got a couple. Of those that was on like my Devil list. Daggers as well. Like Big yeah, time. Devil Daggers was just like, oh, this is amazing. I played it for forty five minutes and I've never touched it again. Yeah. <laughs> but but an unforgettable forty five minutes. Like oh yeah, crazy, yeah. totally crazy how they have that. It was like an amazing three dollar purchase yep, because that game is insane. So I'm sure Hyper Demon will have a similar impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth that seeing one for dude sure. has a hell of a vision for what video games should be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it reminds me, um, something on my list is also I want to get back to Thumper because that was one cool thing from mm, the Game Awards was like a follow right. up to Thumper, and that game is yeah, yeah, so yeah. like visually alien. Mm-hmm. Thumper is amazing. Thumper's in VR as well. I've heard yeah. Thumper VR is wild. I'm the sure problem is, is I did the same thing as um, Hyper Demon. I played like forty five minutes and never went back. Yeah, I remember doing the same thing. I'm yeah. gonna give it like more of a go. You're better at rhythm games as well. I I'm not good at rhythm games. I yeah, that I was failed a... that Thumper. I don't know, man. After, you know, Hi-Fi Rush, that specific oh, genre sure. I can't play whatsoever. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, there were a lot of games where were like, yeah, I respect this game. Anyways. That was my know? whole 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got yeah. to, like, I'm... I, I look at a lot of that games, and I totally get where you're coming from. Like, Alan Wake 2 is in that category. Like, more... I, I respect the hell mm. out of that game. Tears of the Kingdom, maybe not as much, but... As, as in, like, I actually like playing that game more than Alan Wake, yeah, but I yeah. still respect the fuck out of that game. Uh, but yeah, a lot of cool design and ingenuity this year. Just maybe, mm-hmm. like, from a gameplay perspective, I just haven't, like, I don't know. That Chance of Sunia goes in that category as well. Yeah, Chance of Sunar is Sinara, very interesting. Yeah. I do like want to play the first around, chunk. Yeah. yeah, I got to the exact same place, Joe. I think I, I saw you'd play, like, two and a half hours yeah. or something and that's exactly how much i played you get through the first language area and then you get to like the guard mm-hmm. zone i might finish it it's got a very cool <sighs> yeah. visual style it's just like not very interesting gameplay wise it's not really puzzly mm. no and i think that i think it's fascinating because of that like it's about learning and deciphering language and the anxieties around that yeah and I, I i really like that game i think it's kind of amazing but i agree i just i just it hasn't I haven't been able to stick with it, and I'm I'm sad about that because it, it's something that it's a really good idea. On paper, 
Yeah, on paper, it should be my thing completely, especially I, I just, yeah, I find everything about it really f compelling and fascinating, except I can't really stick with it at all. I think, <laughs> I think my main issue is it follows the, um, kind of like the Obradin Curse yeah. of the Golden Idol uh, gameplay mechanic where once you get three or so words correct in like a diary, it gives you like a, it like confirms them for you. And I kind of just wish the game, I don't know if it would break the whole way it works, but I kind of wish that if I just guessed it and wrote it in the diary, it would confirm it for me. And I would just mm. find it a bit more satisfying to be like, I figured this word out rather than I kind of like brute force these pictures in like a certain <laughs> order and the game gave me the three words. That sounds so Maybe that would yeah. work yeah. how like the game's designed. Hmm. Um, but like a couple of times I got words wrong but I kind of just like brute forced the pictures and it just gave me the word yeah and I don't know getting a whole word wrong feels like kind of interesting like I thought a word was like go or follow and it was completely wrong hmm. but I just changed a picture around and then figured it out it can create and a yeah, very personal twist missing yeah and like yeah. Jameson's right like when you first get to a new area and you can't understand anything like it's really I don't even know what my objective is here Mm. Yeah, and it like slowly getting filled out is satisfying, but um, there's just like a deduction detective nature to it, which is like missing for me. I feel like I'm kind of just like, walking around and like kind of kind of brute forcing it, or just not really using my brain much. Um, Mine was sort of the uh, Golden Idol problem I had, where in Golden Idol I, I found it very hard to process because it just throws all the information at you instantly basically yeah. you just walk around the scene and you're like i have 45 things here and i, I mm. like that's just not how my brain works and i really liked in oberdin how you could just sort of go at your own pace and find things and poke uh in a very specific way and chance of sonar if if that's even how you say that i yeah, am not yeah. sure I think you but got it. um when you get to a new area there's that similar sense where you you're just walking from one scene to the next and you can't you can't make really any progress until you get a lot more information. You might be able to write a couple of notes down of like, eh, this word might mean mm. halt. But I like that second area I went through and I'm like, uh, halt. Okay. I got like one guess at the like eight new symbols and that's it. I don't know what else. Go to the next room. Same thing. I got maybe one new guess at a new word. And then there's another eight symbols. And within, I played it the other day. 10 minutes in, I had like 80, 18 new symbols. And I'm just like, ah, I, I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stopping. And uh, I think it's just more of a, yeah, how it's doling out the new words for me is, is sort of a little overwhelming. It's like information or lack of information overload mm -hmm. in a sense. Because you're getting all this new stuff, but you don't have any plugins for them. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I mean... You know, Lucas Pope figured it out best, and it sort of makes all the others a little harder <laughs> to play for me I don't as know. well. I had a very—I just... remember having a very similar experience with Oberdin, where when I first hmm. played Oberdin, every scene kind of chained into the next scene, and yeah, I'd gone yeah. through the whole thing, and I was like, I have no idea where to start. And then you kind of have to pick where you start chipping away. Right. I think that was like my one complaint with Oberdin was the onboarding I found rough. Right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't, I I don't have to opposite. solve that. Yeah. 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 Puzzle games are hard. You know, they're so yeah. they're so brain specific, and and chance is very interesting because it's a language, and it's not really even a, a puzzle game in a lot of ways. It's more. It's really is just like trying to decipher communication, which is yeah, it's super neat, but it's it's hard on the brain in a way that's not satisfying. Mm. Sort of yeah it's cool it's difficult to stick with it is it's really neat and i feel guilty 
honestly, about like just not seeing it all through and not clicking with it. The um, game commands that respect, doesn't it? It, 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 it yeah. yeah, it's it's a very admirable thing to make a game about uh, language yeah. and communication and and learning uh, through culture. Basically, that's yeah. what that game mm-hmm. is. And it, it's super cool. But it also taps into that anxiety I feel when traveling of like, holy fuck, everyone speaks a different language. Oh, my God. Um, and you can't resort, you can't fall back to English in chance of Sonar. Everyone's just, you know, so the, which, again, is a compliment. I've never played a game that makes me feel that way, but it is also a not necessarily the most positive feeling. It's anxiety over communication because mm. I... I don't like not being able to communicate. Uh, so, yeah. it, super neat, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I feel bad. And, uh, I can talk about Case of Golden Idol, because we actually haven't talked about it since I've beaten it and the DLCs. Yeah. I'm, I and they announced a sequel. The and they also oh, announced a sequel. Yes, Jeff's finally, that was yeah, my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. about. That was a huge <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was watching that, and everyone's asleep, and I'm like, oh. Joe has a game at this show. Yes. Oh, He'll be man. so happy when he wakes game. up. <laughs> I'm very excited for for it. I here's the thing about Case of the Golden Idol is I liked it. I liked it gameplay wise and mechanically, um, completely. I liked its delivery method. I liked the investigation method. I didn't mind the the kind of like uh, story building card aspect. I didn't find, despite the fact that it would change fluidly with every case i didn't find it to be a problem mm, yeah where i bumped up against it and where i found it hard where where i found the game the most challenging honestly was when it did start to incorporate elements of the supernatural outside of my logical understanding um and needing right. to incorporate um non or where i had to un- incorporate unorthodox practices the language into a, yeah like literally think like you can look at a you can look at a scene and like any scene not in this game but you could just look at a scene and maybe put together an idea of what happened but once you introduce an element of superna- supernatural or or something that's just fo- like extremely foreign to the human brain perhaps it just created complications and spirals offs of thought concepts where i was just like i don't know if i can quite grasp what this game wants me to to deduce here because it's incorporating yeah. such such a, a foreign element um but it was able there's to- so many cases that i do think for me and probably for everyone there's going to be some that just don't click with your brain like mm-hmm. I, I had like two in the doc which i really struggled with mm-hmm. but i don't know it, again it's like Opa din where the thing i like about that genre is i play it in like a very like nintendo switch fashion where i, I just pick away at it for like 20 minutes don't find anything and just turn it off and mm-hmm. then come back like the next day. It's not like a genre where I like sit at the computer for like two hours. I don't like play it like a very normal video game. Mm. Play it like a, I don't know. It's like, like a, a newspaper. Board. You play it like a newspaper. Know. You pick it up and pick up the crossword. Yeah. And maybe fill in a couple words and then put it down until. It's a really yeah. unique genre. And I, I don't, can't think of any other genre which I just like pick up for like 50 minutes and then just be like, oh, I can't find anything. And then go back about my day and come back like two days later. Mm-hmm. It took me like, three months to get through the dlcs yeah like when i had access to both of them but i just i just liked having it there like you you finished the game before i did Mm -hmm, by like mm -hmm. weeks i think i was just like i was in a position where i was worried about forgetting pertinent information or that the game would allow me to remember it um in a concise relevant way so i just like was just kind of riding that momentum train in the way that you know would you'd you'd blow through outer wilds and that definitely happened to me yeah 
just to try to keep the the knowledge going and um I was very fortunate the fact that both DLCs were out too so I was just able to go bang 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 and kind of take in the whole picture which it tells a a very encompassing story across yeah, the, the main game really of both good. DLCs I love the story. and it it does set up the opportunity for obviously what we're going to explore with the sequel which is like it's uh, a more modern anyway I can't even begin to hypothesize what they're doing with a what looks like 90s take yeah yeah like not quite not quite where we're at not quite contemporary but um date but certainly not like the 17th no yeah like we're (laughs) we're not traveling by boat we have video cameras and stuff now yeah but um that game has some cool stuff in it dude. game has some very cool stuff some really cool logic just some like some aha moments, some some great revelatory moments, and and yeah. it it does. I fi- there were some moments during the base game where I thought it was having some interesting conversation with pursuing virtuistic life, and and then trying to arbitrate that with uh, economics, and then yeah, yeah. ultimately ultimately there's an there's a there's an overseeing being that can. Uh, directly impact you based on your merits, and so it was just very interesting seeing uh, the interpretation of idea of like the world operating around something that can literally impact you, whether you are good or bad, based on the set of rules. And that's yeah. not that's it's not, not like rich white men come take things from yeah, a small yeah. population and then use it in like politics and government and all this weird. It goes, it goes like really crazy weird places. Yeah, and, and mm. you also see great like uh, examples of greed superseding yeah, yeah. uh and and it's just yeah really 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 great uh like examples of of the human experience in this very weird it's, yeah uh d- d- deduction game i guess would be probably the best way I could put it's like it. if the if the bad guys at indiana jones won <laughs> yeah you're not <laughs> like, the artifact and then you're kind of just like figuring out what they're doing like what are the bad guys up to after the fact and like because you would have no idea because they want to go form. back in time and meet Aristotle. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, there's some <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, those games are. Yeah, that's a good game. It's a good game. Really hard I, um, as well at times. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. I was bumping my I head. I found it overall more challenging than Obedin, I would say. I think it's more. Interesting. Detect- I think it's a harder detective game just. I feel like there'd be more gray space in a game like Oberdin that allows natural conclusion building to occur that's correct, where. Yeah. Um, Case of the Golden Idol gives you the puzzle pieces, and you can definitely put them in the wrong order. Where those puzzle pieces, the the structure of those puzzle pieces probably isn't quite there with Oberdin. Where it's more about your journal, your physical journal, and less about what you're literally inputting into the game. And then you can kind of mm. bring bring your success through that way. So some, of the, some of the DLC cases are fucked up, man. <laughs> The last it's just like gives you A and D, and it's like yes, like just figure out B and C with your brain. We're not going to give you anything. Like how would they get between these things? Like and it's always the the smallest bottleneck connection. I know, I know you can rely on. It's not Murphy's law that the simplest solution is the likely the most obvious or the most obvious. Mm. Occam's razor. razor. But there are some Occam's razor moments in the second DLC, particularly where I was like, was it actually that simple? Like, (laughs) like that's like it. That was such an obtuse reference but it was anyway i yeah. I, I definitely know what you mean um i will say one thing i think is like kind of genius i remember an oberdin complaining and this is like the same with the whole genre uh where you can kind of brute force like the third answer if you have two of them yes confirm yes and i feel like 
Case of the Golden Idol implements that as a gameplay mechanic at times, where the only mm-hmm. way you'd ever figure something out is by brute forcing, mm-hmm. and the nature of brute forcing becomes like a reveal. Mm-hmm. Where right at the end, mm-hmm. it's like, this person did this thing. And I'm yes. like, I, I have no idea who did this. You put every name in until it pops up. You're like, oh shit, it was them? Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's, it's just like that game's like kind of genius at times mm-hmm. it's not perfect i think some cases could do with just like a couple more things to lead you along the way and i got stuck in like stupid positions but uh yeah i mean i don't know i just think that game's like a pinnacle of the genre the very... which is not saying much because there's nothing in that fucking genre <laughs> two games, <laughs> two games. It's even though i love it very confident uh, eventually there will be three games oh, and two of them yeah. will be golden idol games <laughs> very confidently made and uh Def- it it lived up to the um to all the hype that it was building in 2022 i believe 2022 yeah mm-hmm. it uh, yeah. it lived up i will say that's for sure um i love that game man can't, can't wait for the next ones i want to talk if you don't mind if i i want to talk a little bit more or i want to talk a little bit about a, a game that it's it's a small puzzle game that i've been playing lately that i'm still trying to play enough that it breaks apart but it hasn't quite broken apart for me yet it's called void stranger um void stranger okay and so it's a i don't know what that is it's an 8-bit game um it's on sokoban it's a sokoban yeah and so be careful what you're googling too because i don't i i'm i went in i went in completely blind i'm in a discord server where i know people are playing this game and a lot of people are saying it's one of their best favorite games of the year i don't even know what i'm looking at (laughs) and so it's is it like Chip's Challenge? In a way, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about the gameplay because it's all I can really get the gist of. Um, the narrative is... Oh, it's a box push. Okay, yes. so- Sokoban is when you, is like a box pushing yes. game. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My least favorite type of game. Yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. Zelda. But you're learning... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. is the term and that is what that is. And I'm only just learning this recently gotcha. as well, so... But I, uh, I, p- I huh. picked it up and um, despite how it uh, drips the narrative in at, at different points of the game, the puzzles have been... Um, really, really fun. Really, 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 really interesting and challenging as well. Some of them I'm looking at like I don't even think you can beat this, and then find myself beating it. Um, and I, I, from what I can gather, it's a game that does have that meta narrative element where there's things you can mm. impact outside the game that change the in-game mm. experience. Not unlike the mo- the most relevant example I can pull right now is Inscription. Um, where there's sure. more happening that you don't quite realize, and so um, oh, yeah. I, like that stuff. I wanted to take a couple of minutes to highlight it because I'm having a, a nice time with it, having a nice time with it, but I'm definitely mm. beating my head against the wall trying to figure out what it's all for. <laughs> and so I, I kind of wanted to put it out to you guys. It's cheap enough, and if you guys ever start playing it and want to talk about it, I would, I would love the opportunity. But it's um. Yeah, the game will full on like uh, it will close itself if you select certain menu options. Like it will kick you out. It will. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. so it's got like some of that. It's got some of that element stuff going on. So, um, yeah, inscription. Said, I understand mm-hmm. what you mean totally. Not, or like game um, games and played one shot. One shot. One, yeah. I think of one shot all the time when I think of Void Stranger mm-hmm. um, because of those those specific things. So I I, I did want to take the opportunity to, to talk about it for just a quick second. And that's all I'm going to talk about. about something it. I related to that. Yeah, please. Something I think I am going to do this year is get a steam deck mm-hmm. so that I can play more smaller games. Cause mm-hmm. I find it 
incredibly difficult to play small games mm-hmm. uh, at my in my office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at my computer. Big time. Um, most of the time, I want to get out of my office at the end of the day. And so, you know, I have the consoles, but a lot of things aren't on the Xbox or the PlayStation, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to run a cable down my hall uh, to play Mm. Void Stranger on my giant TV, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I was looking at the deck over the holidays and I I started assembling a, a list on Steam of with my library yeah like, i did that too i made a little i've list never of, played this game yeah. this this would run on this deck um you know and i just yeah i i need to be able to like quickly and easily like joe said sort of switch like pick up poke move on mm-hmm. yeah in like 20 to 40 minute bursts and i i will i can't do that on the pc like i just won't play it like my two and a half hours of chance of sonar happened over a four month period <laughs> and I, if I had something that I could easily pick up and put down, I would probably get through more indie games because yeah. I, I really felt like I was missing that from all of this year. And I think that's part of it. It's just because a lot of stuff obviously doesn't come to anything other than Steam. Yeah. And that's fine. But it, yeah, so the deck might become a like an indie platform for me. We'll oh, see. Yeah, I, I might get one at some dude, point. Like, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't Two-thirds know. of my library actually, yeah. are deck playable or like are verified or playable. Yeah. And that's like that's two that's I think only fifty games on my library are not of the two seventy five. Wow. Yeah. So I have so many little games that I'm just like, I would love to play this, but I'm never gonna play mm-hmm. it at my desk. And I'm not gonna run a cable down to play these weird indie I a, games i have a game that i was yeah. literally just playing last night which would be another perfect case another perfect use case for that scenario called blasphemous but i'll talk about and the later. weird called oh, yeah. blasphemous I've seen that game. oh yeah blast yeah 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 i'm familiar with blasphemous yeah yeah so i don't know i might do that at some point when the finances allow for yes. it have been uh, uh using the switch more because over christmas we didn't have wi-fi i took the switch for ooh, games and such yeah Oh wow! So oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. There, there was like road work at the house we were staying at. So and, honestly, sounds kind of nice. Well, there <laughs> was Christmas. no 4G or network either. So wow. it was like completely yeah, no black. No network. That sounds great. It was. It was very strange. I will say. Yeah. Like I've I've lost internet before, but there's always been like weak 4G or at least like a network connection. So like texts come in, but like nothing for like it's... two days. It was, it's good to do that every now and then. Yeah. I think the weirdest yeah. thing was just going to bed and waking up and just like right. picking up the phone and there's nothing on it. You're like, huh. Yeah. I guess I just sleep <laughs> in this bed. Yeah. and, and yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because of that, I used my Switch more in handheld mode, which I never right. did. And I've kind of kept it in handheld mode. I got Mario Wonder for Christmas for my sister. Mm. And, you know, the Nintendo Switch is uh, wired up. But I would have to, like Jameson said, do a bit of configuration. I'd have to bend down, take the HDMI out of my gaming computer and plug <laughs> it into my Switch because I had like weird issues with a HDMI switcher. And yeah, yeah I've just been playing on handheld and it's been nice. nice. And maybe I'm slowly getting converted to the handheld <laughs> gaming way because I play yeah. like two Mario Wonder levels and then I put it down. Uh, and then and... fall asleep because it's so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only like five levels in, uh, but uh-huh. yeah, I'm I'm liking it so far. I can't complain yeah. since I'm asking for a fun video game, and it's it's a fun video game. But I'm like world one in a Mario game, yeah. so it's very much yeah. like I don't know. It's very easy yeah. so far, but it's it's cute. How far are you, Jam? I just got to the like 
cloudy, snowy area. Yeah, right now. Yeah, so the had to do like a few different water levels, which always suck. You're right. Water levels are just shit. I don't know. I, yeah, I really like the first few levels. The fire plants, piranha plants, whatever, singing mm, yeah. was yeah. amazing. And there are, there's like great stuff in there, but I've, I, mm-hmm. and I knew the game was going to be this, but I just want something that is so fundamentally different from 2D Mario mm. and uh, which is like difficulty and challenge and interesting complex mm-hmm. puzzle, like platforming and, I, I, you know, it's not going to be that. Mario's for everyone, and that's fine. And there are a couple of little levels in there that have the four-star difficulty that I found that have been fun. I did one for, like, the wall-jumping badge, uh, and that took, like, ten minutes and was actually, you know, interesting. Yeah. But the main levels are just so... They're so brain-dead easy that I just don't get anything out of them and i actually find it frustrating because mm-hmm. i'm like so disengaged <laughs> that i'm just walking and then i just die i'm like oh 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 right oh i guess i have to restart i should pay more attention i guess and they're just they're just too too simple mm-hmm. and i want i want something that has mario's charm and cleverness and personality but is challenging like celeste mm-hmm. which is never gonna Ooh. happen and that's that's my dream game and that's why mario maker 2 was so compelling because you could get really weird Mm -hmm. like my favorite mario levels were the levels i made for myself basically i'm like here's a level that has to i want to be able to have challenging platforming but it's still got goofy mario stuff in it and like that's like the dream for me and nintendo is just not going to make that because it's mario and that's fine but yeah, I, I don't know. It's really not doing anything for me, and that makes me sad mm. because I really wanted to get, like, I yeah. I, it's Mario, you know? We've been missing him for so long. Yeah, but it's 2D Mario. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It certainly feels like okay. the Mario that's casting the widest net um, as far as just, like, ex- approachability and... and, yeah. and I want to say challenge, but I do know what you're saying, Jameson, whether it kind of feels like that's that's lacking in challenge a little bit. Sarah and I... They're very smart in that the challenge is, you know, here and there, you can go and do it if you want, but yeah. the mainline path is never going to provide challenge, and yeah, it's just... It seems like the challenge is like, it's hiding secrets, right, per level? Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah, thing to go it's back more of an search. Yeah, it, it's definitely more like Odyssey, where it's more of an exploration game, and that's fine, but I think it... An exploration game is more interesting in the 3D instead of 2D. Mm-hmm. And I, in 2D, mm-hmm. I just want, I just want fucking, I want Celeste again. Me too. You know? I want I Celeste, but with Super, day. I want uh, Super Mario World Celeste. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the best game ever made. Like an actually challenging version of Mario with those visuals yeah. would be the best thing ever. But I started to think about I, Hollow Knight as well. She's uh, uh, oh no, they're working on. I think, about- I think they te- like uh, Maddie Thurston is teasing Celeste too. So like, no, no, they're making some other game. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, making, they announced yeah. it a oh, while yeah, ago. Oh, I know. But they are. But oh, they, they're also, also teasing. Started oh, okay. teasing <laughs> Celeste too. Don't. I feel like it's that's like a classic don't, hate, don't, like Haiti situation. You know, like they got they couldn't like, possibly. Celeste broke so yeah. big. Oh my yeah. god, I would make be so a sequel. Yep. Celeste was amazing, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've heard... Uh, and I know this year, you know, we're probably going to get, like, an actual 3D Mario again with the Switch 2, which is exciting. Yeah, good um, point. That's super exciting, mm-hmm. but it's good to get a little Mario hit, but I just... Yeah, I keep... I've tried playing it the last few days because I'm trying to fill out the back half of my top ten list. Yeah. Yes. I'm just like, <laughs> nah, this game ain't doing it for me, Mario. Sorry. Yeah. 
Spo- and that makes me sad. Yeah, spoilers ahead for those uh, podheads, the DTH defend the podheads out there, but I don't know if I'm going to have a top 10 uh next, <laughs> yeah. next episode i don't think we know if yeah, we're gonna have like, a top it's, it's, i currently do not have 10 games it's wild right now uh, i don't either yeah so yeah. stay tuned i will look forward more. to the list though yeah likewise yeah, yeah. i'll pick some games and you know like i said like we've said like there are games i respect and i'll happily put them in yeah. those slots it just feels weird to struggle because it feels like there were a whole lot of games this year but when you start assembling them, you're like, oh, uh, 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 yeah, that was fine, I guess. Uh, and hear yeah, me up, boys. I have five that I feel strongly about. Hear, hear me up, boys. Three-way top seven. Just mm-hmm. completely break everything and never do tens again. <laughs> I mean, it might, it might get to that point, honestly. It might come to that. You never know. We'll have to see. I, I, yeah. uh, Sa- I'll have ten. Sarah and I, yeah. Sarah and I have gotten to world five, so I think we're a couple of worlds ahead of you, Jameson, in Super Mario Wonder. Okay, yeah. I think I'm on... Th- Three yeah. and I will say, are you playing co-op, Ben? Yeah, we've actually been playing. I've been playing. I've played everything co-op, and then have have a second. That that's more yeah, fun. Have yeah. a second. Yeah, it I does. a second playthrough going where I'm like kind of like just on my own tidying things up a little bit more, like going for right. hundred. But uh, having the most fun playing with Sarah, and we played a decent chunk of it. Honestly, the biggest challenge, guys, for us is the camera and trying mm-hmm. to um. Trying to deal with that. Is that with two people? How does it? Yeah, that's that's it, it. Picks a player who will lead the camera and who the camera will oh. fixate on, and then the other oh. the other player has to work around the lack of camera control. Hmm. And so it does. That is the thing that is creating, I think, the most. Ca- that doesn't sound great. It does. It is not great. It 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 creates the most caveats for sure because particularly in those uh, specifically themed. Uh, levels or time-based levels or like if you do a wonder seed and somebody misses one step if the second player misses one step they're screwed like they're just dead for the whole time until you finish the thing because you're moving at such a pace that just like and the only way to get revived is to um, touch their ghost sprite and like the dead player can catch the player to do it but it's just like you're trying to coordinate and do it and I'm sure that's fun and chaotic but it's it's not if you're trying to like also have fun with the player that you're playing with. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very interesting. So it feels like I think a lot of the Nintendo co-ops are like your four-year-old can play with you, aka they feel like they're playing, but actually you're yeah. doing ninety percent of the work. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that's too bad. I'm curious to see how well the online holds up because there is oh, God. there is some fun to playing it with another person, but I I couldn't mm. imagine. I know that the old two D Mario games had absolutely insane online like bad mario maker never had good nintendo plus online is terrifying yeah, yeah exactly so but uh it's been good it's been fun i've enjoyed it more than mm. i thought it's exactly what i was expecting as far as like this is the most this is the most triple a popcorn mario they could have put out honestly po- yeah. post movie it looks great it looks beautiful on the oled like for a beautiful 2D switch game it looks f- yeah it looks fantastic yep. I do agree. Elephant Mario rules as well. I really <laughs> yeah. like him. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, Bubble Mario is a little bit weak. Drill Mario is kind of cool. I don't think I've seen Drill yeah, Mario. Yeah. I just saw Bubble Mario. He's okay. Bubble Mario's okay. But Elephant, Elephant Mario is just, just like fucks they everything. They were just up. like, we're making him an elephant now. And we'll figure out how <laughs> yeah, we'll figure great. out what that means later. <laughs> yeah. But we want him to be an elephant. <laughs> I will see th- I will see that whole game through, mm-hmm. but it'll just be, it'll be between, like, it'll take me until Mario Odyssey <laughs> 2 comes out, basically, or whatever that game is. I chip away at it. Yeah, <clears throat> chip away at it very slowly. Um, I mean, we could talk. You know what's one thing I didn't chip away at, unless you got No, something. I don't. 
It's the big one. I mean, I I don't even know if Joe knows. Joe, have you been monitoring? You wouldn't. You would have muted the Baldur's Gate three chat ages ago. Oh right? yeah, I muted. Oh it, yeah. wow. Uh yeah. Then you would have no idea. I have played Baldur's Gate three. Okay. And I did not chip away at it. Well, I did until the Christmas break, mm-hmm. where I played uh, most of the rest of it and beat it uh, on the twenty eighth. On uh, yeah, yeah. I beat it on the twenty eighth. I think. Um, so yeah, I've that's I've played all of Baldur's Gate three since the last podcast, and it took pretty much since the last podcast because I started <laughs> the first week of September. Yeah, so. and, that, <laughs> and so I beat big. it a week ago. That was the thing that surprised me the most was the fact like not because you weren't outright being like I'm not like. I'm not going to play... Well, kind of. But it was just more the fact that, like, there's going to be no time. And then, un- unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> for due to circumstances that aren't Baldur's Gate's fault, there was a bunch of time <laughs> to play it. Or there was some time well, I mean, to play it, I suppose. There wasn't much time until December, like, until we got into the flow of things. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, I, and then I was poking at it for a couple hours a night for the back half of, of December. Like, I went from... Like, it, I played 40 hours from September till the middle of December, and then 40 hours in the last two weeks of December, right? Mm. So, Apologies um, if I sound overductive. It was a very... It was a, it's a, it was a weird spread for that game, for sure. And part of the reason that it took so long, like, the first 40 hours took three months, because, man, that game doesn't give a fuck if you've never played mm. D&D or yeah. anything. Like, it just doesn't care. And, like... The thing that is most confusing to me is I played 80 hours of their last game. I like I'm I played Divinity. I know mm-hmm. how their games work. I like their games and holy fuck does Baldur's Gate 3 ever feel completely impossible to learn for the first mm. it, honestly it almost took 40 hours. It, it maybe more like 30. But like the it yeah there were so many times in those first 30 hours where I was like, I've never reloaded saves more in a video game than Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. It's like unbelievable. And it, it's frustrating. I think the most frustrating thing for me was just that so often you would have no way of knowing that something catastrophic is about to happen, you know? And so it would be like... um. For example, there's like a, a windmill with goblins on it, and you can walk up to the goblins, <laughs> yeah. and they want a, a toll to get past. They're like, "Hey, fuck off! We're spinning this gobbledy boy around the thing. Give us a hundred quid." And you're like, "No, fuck you." And he's like, "Oh, and you talk your way out of it." He's like, "Oh, okay. I just wanted money, but whatever. You can just pass. Fuck off." And it's like, "Great, okay. I passed that through dialogue. It was funny. That was great." I take one step forward. And he's like, "And the the entire camp instantly attacks me." Because he wasn't actually saying, no, you can pass by in front of me. You can pass to the left. Yeah, yeah. To the left is safe, but to the right, you're fucked. And it's like, okay, oh, my last autosave was 10 minutes ago. Oh. And I have lost this fight because there are 30 goblins attacking me from all directions. Yeah. Guess I'm reloading this save. I did that. And that happened. I mean, that happened all the way through the game, but you get a better sense after like 30 hours of what sort of some of these things mean but that never really stops all the way through and i don't know what you're supposed to do about that like things can go from just conversational to everyone is fighting you so quickly Mm. in a way that feels very hard to predict Mm. and obviously part of the fun of DD is you never know what's around the next corner and the game is amazing at that 
But it is also very frustrating in that regard because so many times what's around the next corner is me reloading my save. Mm. And that was, that was aggravating. And then on top of that, they, they, they just don't explain much to you at all. I didn't know how to rest and heal. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. they don't explain that. Nope. They don't explain long resting to you until you open the yep. menu and click the on the first it. thing I put in the Baldur's um, Gate channel in the chat was, like, understand rests because you're going to need to know how to do right. them. Right. Uh, I still don't really know any of the advantage, disadvantage shit. Like, there are so many stats and dice rolls and buffing. And di- there's so much going on in that game that I, I, after a certain point, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't care. I know how to win combat now. I'm just going to carry on. And, you know, like the basics I get, but there's just, there's just so much in there that is uh, not explained. And I found that very frustrating and confusing because, again, I had played their last game and I, I didn't think it would be such a huge gap because Divinity Original Sin 2 was, there was like the first five hours, I was like, oh my fuck, this game is overwhelming, but got into a rhythm pretty quickly in that game. And that, Took it took twenty more hours to get to that same point in Baldur's Gate three. Um, yeah, so like it was frustrating, and I suppose my one cat, like my one, the one give me I will give them is it's called Baldur's Gate three. So you know they like they could have called it Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. and said like ah oh, it's a we're making it for everyone, but they're like no it's the third one fuck mm-hmm. off the last one came out twenty three years ago yeah um you know so I get it but I just wish that there was more explanation it feels like a it's a Dark Souls game in that sense and it but it doesn't need to be like the game isn't about that the game is at its best when you do understand what's going on and how to play yeah. it. Uh, and and so yeah, it was a very frustrating first thirty hours. But... It feels like they thought like hundred and fifty <clears throat> people were going to play that game when you first start right. playing. Yeah, and you know, and they probably yeah they 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 made at no point did they pitch the game as being for everyone. I like, still don't they, know they made... why it's so successful, not in like a negative <laughs> way, just because of the game yeah. it is. The assumption was made. That's what's that you most out of play. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's fine. But that's the most fascinating thing about Baldur's Gate is how big it's broken and uh, how unfriendly it is to... Like, I've played a lot of video games and I barely got through the first 20 hours. And, like, I know people that don't play video games anymore but play D&D who have purchased a console to sure, play Baldur's yeah. Gate 3. And I'm like, you are going to have a fucking awful time for a long time. Like, just the fundamentals of moving around can be frustrating in that game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's fascinating how mainstream successful it's, it's become. Uh, and amazing. Like, it, that, it's so great, I think, for everyone yeah. that the game has broken big like that. It's an, an incredible, heroic, feel-good story uh, of, like, uh, like, incomparable. No one has... no Like, it's the nerdiest fucking game ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a worldwide mainstream success. Uh, astonishing but holy fuck good luck good luck getting into it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i had the inc- but once i got into it mm, go oh, ahead no, i was just saying i had like I, i've i've t- t- talked to you guys about this many times before I, I had the fortune of just listening to a du- one dungeons and dragons podcast repeated a thousand yeah. times over and over again and that just laid enough foundation for me to understand what was going on to the point where baldur's gate one and two are unplayable 
But Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> is 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 quite nice and uh, definitely palatable. Yeah, I would have been fucked without you, Ben. You and Dean, I think, were helping. Like, I played like eight hours or so yeah. before Minor Jameson's big like holiday rush. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I, it is like on my backlog properly. Like mm-hmm. I do want to get to it slowly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the first eight hours. But yeah, if I didn't have you guys in Discord all the time, I would have been absolutely screwed for anything. I would be lying if I said it wasn't the only reason my PC is upstairs right now. It is certainly yeah. the tentpole reason why I have brought it up to hot rooms so I can actually play this game. How's your journey in it been? I like, it's been like I muted the Discord group because I do want to get to it. I just don't want like, spoilers and stuff. Enti- entirely yeah. non-existent. My last played was September seventeenth. Like I have not <laughs> opened the game at <laughs> all. Yeah, like me. Yeah, it's just because because I want to. This is okay, <clears throat> an inherent problem I have with gaming in general is sitting down to do it and commit, committing right. to the thought that I'm going to play one thing for a long period of time and be uninterrupted. Yeah. Um, and I've had that pre-parenthood as well, but I, mm. you know, there's more reasons to expect it these days. So, um, and then it's just, it's been downstairs and going downstairs into the cold basement has not been appealing. Um, yeah. I think one thing is... It doesn't feel like a game you can chip away at either. It's like it demands two hours minimum. That's where like I'm at. That's a, what I'm a, at a for sure. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, playing it alongside the four-player co-op Divinity Original Sin 2 run I'm doing with right. Dean and John and our friend Justin. Yeah. It's, it's the, the, the stark parallel in playing a one-player versus four-player very similar style game like this is drastic. I'm not particularly motivated at the moment to play a solo adventure um, because I don't want to control four characters i would just rather control one but not have the three non-playable characters be idiots so it's like becoming spoiled by the four-player divinity run where everyone is like making bespoke choices that are with consideration and care and not just yeah. the computer. Oh, you fun. mean they're not just walking through yeah, the poison yeah, trap over just, and over again and killing themselves? Yeah, walking past yeah. three enemies to go to the fourth one that they just decided they wanted to aggro to and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're not jumping, like failing to jump a, a one foot gap <laughs> and then getting lost. And then you're like, where is Lazelle in combat? I need her. She's my most powerful. Oh, she's 13 minutes behind me in act two. Yeah, she's in a different, yeah like, on a different map. I have to hit a loading screen to like, see where she's at now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to go through a black load screen to find yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, God. So yeah. there's a lot of frustrations like that in that game. So uh, I will say I'm having difficulty playing it while I'm playing Divinity 2. And to, to, mm, yeah, that to makes date sense. this recording, uh, Divinity Night starts in 90 minutes, which is kind of funny. Oh, God. <laughs> no, two hours. More like two hours. But um, but no. Um, I, I'm super impressed you guys have stuck th- stuck with that. It's awesome. Yeah, um, I think it sounds cool. It's, it, it, it is yeah. cool, guys. And it, it, it does nothing but throw logs on the fire of inspiration of wanting to play Baldur's Gate 3 cooperative, which is, oh, which yeah. is why I'm so I would lo- obsessed I would about it. I would super be down to try yeah. that. Well, uh, we'll I would have to create a Dark or Urges Lord of Chaos character because that's just how I, I am in I co-op love games that. as well. So love that. Yeah, but uh, but I should say like the the other half of my Baldur's Gate thought is like you know after I got into it I got super into it and the game is like a staggering ridiculous achievement mm-hmm. in video game design 
uh, freedom of play, writing, writing, co- like interactivity of writing and, and coherence of writing. Uh, I have no idea how it exists. The fact that they spent six years and there are like 2,000 people in the credits, they had probably unlimited money from, I think Hasbro now owns Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe not anyways. And it's like, it, it is like, a, it, it'll never happen again. Like <laughs> whatever their next game is, is probably not going to have the same freedom. And that's, it'll still, maybe that'll actually be a benefit because they'll have to rein it in a little bit, but it's mind boggling that the, the scope of that game, uh, and, and the, the the way it all reacts to you and to whatever bullshit you get up to is just crazy and the writing all the way through is very fun there are some genuinely incredible moments in the in the late game one of them is probably the funniest thing in years Hmm. when the one of the villains breaks out into a disney song basically uh Uh, (laughs) like they like that 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 one moment is like encapsulates the whole game. It's like you can get into a fight with a guy in a late optional zone, and of course the fight is entirely optional. The game makes it very clear that it's a bad idea because of who the character is. And you break out into the fight and this song starts and then the character you're fighting starts singing. Literally like a like it's like a poor unfortunate soul, like Ursula in in the Little Mermaid. Like he's singing one of those songs and it's hilarious. And also, if you cast silence on him, they have a version of the song with no none of his lyrics sung in it because he's God, silent. What a nightmare to make. Which is, like, exactly. <laughs> what a nightmare to make. But it's so amazing that they put that much effort into something so ridiculous. And that applies to the entire game. That just, like, encapsulates that whole game. It's just, it seems like an absolute nightmare to make. Yeah. And yet it all feels so effortless and seamless in its in its coherence i would say in all like it never the the for lack of a better term like the scripting never falls apart Mm -hmm. the game always has an answer to your bullshit and it's just crazy it's just wild uh yeah i I very much enjoyed my time with it uh, all the way through and dabbled a little bit for a few hours with a new character just to see how much act one was changing Mm. and it was it was a lot it was like a completely different first act yeah as my little dumb non-combative bard who just spoke horrible words as his attacks at people. Uh-huh. That was all he did. That's what I did uh-huh. my first playthrough. Or like, so I started a second playthrough. <laughs> I have two characters. Um, and it's really cool how they hmm. uh, separate. I talked about this last podcast, funny enough. But um, it, it is really great how they separate saves based on character and not chronologically. Oh, yeah. So like... All of the slave so yeah. save save slots are underneath the character's name. My first character uh, was a um, Githrak. Is that the is that it Githrak? Or, or? Yeah, Gith Yankee Yankee yeah. uh, bard named Soliloquy. <laughs> and uh, and so <laughs> I, I should have kept it going, but I, I, I wanted to go bard. So I'm glad you're going bard for a second playthrough. I th- yeah, it makes more sense, I think, once you have the knowledge mm-hmm. to go bard, because it seems a lot harder to commit mm-hmm. to that. It was also just nice to revisit Act 1 and be like, oh, I fucking own this game now. I know sure. I know what I'm doing. I'm just storming through everything. Uh, yeah, little my little halfling, Bud Lightfoot. Bud Lightfoot, I love <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> nice. 
little scamper. He's just fucking shouting at everyone, and he doesn't have any weapons. I eventually, I was inspired to create it because I saw later in the game there's like gear that specifically buffs you when you're drunk. So I'm just hoarding all the booze and I'm going to start just, if I ever get back to it, which I probably will poke at it over the next like year, basically. I want to get like just a drunken idiot that throws shit at people and shouts curses at them nice. and inspires his teammates by playing the the, the, the liar. Hell or yeah. I can't remember what my guy is. I know it went barbarian, all strength, zero intelligence. Bet, just bet. a big smash nice. yeah. That's all yeah. I remember. My first playthrough was just a basically I embraced the chaos mm. and I went dark, tried to fuck everyone, yeah. literally and also physically, yeah, yeah, uh, or you know mentally and physically, nice. and uh, see how much the game can break. And it never, you know, it never did. It was always just like, yeah, we see what you're up to, you shit kicking, mm. disturbing asshole. Uh, and it was delightful. It was delightful all the way through, and also aggravating all the way to the end. Sure, like. Right to the very end, in the very final boss, I was like, this is so fucking annoying. Because you're in, like, two different areas, and it's switching back and forth between characters into two different areas, and doing a black screen uh, bone each time. Tough. And it's just like, this is driving me up the yeah. wall. Uh, so Is Act, yeah. Act 3, like, in its final state, or is that still getting, like, patches? Because I heard it was a bit rough. It felt fine to me. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I look at Baldur's Gate 3 in an ilk the same way I would look at Mass Effect or Witcher 3. I feel like it's kind of hit that narrative. It kind of, that space where so many people are having such bespoke experiences with it that it's, that, that like, individuals are really enjoying this game. It's not like, I don't know, I'm finding it, I'm finding it very hard to think of a large group of people are really enjoying this game. Everyone is having such a unique experience with this game because it calls for you to have a unique experience with the game. And then so many people are enjoying yeah. it on top of that. I think it's really, really cool. And I think on top of that, what's so interesting is it's a game that can get lost in the fact of it's come from iterative iterative releases. Like, you don't get, Bal you obviously yeah. don't get Baldur's Gate 3 without Divinity Original Sin 2, without Original Sin 1, um, etc. So it's, it, it's a game that can, like, because I don't even know, like, I, I feel this, as playing Elden Ring, and then playing Dark Souls Remastered, it's like you see the trajectory they <laughs> went on to get the Elden Ring. But it's also mm -hmm. in, it's insane that Dark Souls existed when it did. It's insane Elden Ring exists oh, yeah. when it did. And it's also crazy that the fact that they grab like you couldn't have Elden Ring without Dark Souls, and it's crazy Dark Souls exists. It's just like yeah. it is when you when these studios are, you know, producing actually incredible interactive media, um, I don't know, it just they, they really feel unstoppable, and Larian has kind of put themselves in that position, I feel, um, with yeah. this. It's an incredible journey they've been on, because they, like, they've been around for 25 years, mm. making <clears throat> basically this style game, and they, they couldn't get the D&D &D license because they were too small time, so they're like, okay, we'll just do it ourselves, I guess, make our own fantasy world, which was the Divinity world, and they made like eight Divinity mm -hmm. games. And then, you know, Divinity Original Sin 2 broke big enough that they were able to get the D&D &D license and make their dream game, basically. And, and it's just wild how, yeah, how, how long they've been at it and to finally see such success. It must be a hell of a oh, thing. Oh, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, Dream really eclipsed into reality and then times yeah, five. Yeah. I think about that opening weekend oh, totally. where they were expecting 
like they were hoping for sealing a hundred thousand players and they had half a million which is just like yeah crazy and And that's just steam still yeah and just steam and um Baldur's Gate 3 has been the third most played game on steam concurrent for like highest paid game on xbox and top five most played game it's insane xbox what the fuck that's yeah, crazy. like it's everywhere. We control it. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh, I should say, I, I played 25 yeah. hours. I, I went back, like, I bought it on PS5 so I could play it on my couch and switch back and forth. And I, I put about 25 or so, or maybe even almost 30 hours on the PS5. And it was fine. It's ho- it's extremely slow. Yeah. But yeah. once you get used to it, it, it works just fine. I mean, but the game is slow anyway, so I guess at that yeah. point... Exactly, exactly. But for my grind, like, when I really got into Act 3, I was like, I gotta go to the PC for this shit. Like, these fights are 45 minutes on the PC. I need to be in more control. I I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 is gonna end up as one of those things like learning a language or an instrument where I'm like, I would love to have the time to do that. That's D&D, baby. That's (laughs) D&D. That's it. I'd love to have time to play Baldur's Gate 3, and I hope I can eventually get to it. Mm -hmm. But also the idea of, like, playing that game between breaks sounds like a nightmare because i know the next time i play it i'm gonna like open up my menus and like be like i have no right. idea what any of this shit is yeah so I'd, yeah i'd like i think the only thing i remember disliking about Baldur's gate 3 i because i'm new to the whole genre basically i wasn't right. like offended or annoyed by the fact that i had no idea what was going on i just kind of thought that was part of the course of me being so late to the genre and it being Baldur's gate 3 like jameson said um i just don't know and this has been in other, like, strategy games. I, I just find, like, dice roll statistical uh, combat kind of annoying. Yeah. Like, I just don't find it satisfying when a barbarian with a big sword runs up to someone, is kissing them <laughs> on the mouth, and then you miss the sword swing. Like, you yeah. see the sword go through the character model, like, but then it goes miss. Mm-hmm. Critical miss. <laughs> yeah. Because, and it's like, it's just, it, I, I, I understand it's dice rolls and that's D&D, but when you visually see it in a video game, yeah. it's just like really immersion breaking and odd for me. Because if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you wouldn't see anything. You would just like, you missed. And the, the dungeon master would say, you slipped on a banana peel because you rolled a one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in this game, I'll just swing my sword and it would be like, you missed. I'm like, what do you mean I missed? I, I saw him hit him with the sword. And yeah. that's like the one part yeah. of the game which I just found odd. And because I was low level, I kept missing all the time, even oh, though like yeah. I'm, I'm like touching them. And that was the one part which just felt like a bit strange to me. Like visually, it yeah. wasn't, I don't know, it was, it was a bit odd. It's always, yeah, a weird conceit with the, with the genre, for sure. But yeah, I, hopefully, like across the year, maybe, maybe I'll get to it. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have gone through it uh, if it weren't for the Christmas break being so, like, it, felt, it was actually really fun. It, it felt like a, it was like a nostalgic Christmas break. I, I was able to just <laughs> hang out at home, I do no work, and grind the fuck out of like a super nerdy fantasy game. It felt like the Skyrim, you know, the Christmas Skyrim yeah. came out, where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not opening the blinds, I'm not seeing anyone, I'm playing Skyrim for two weeks. And it, kinda, it was fun to be able to do that. That sounds and I would really not, fucking nice. It's really, really, really yeah. nice. And I would not have been able to have done that if we hadn't like if just just the way things worked out this year like i would have been playing Baldur's mm. game for another three months if i hadn't been able to have put all that time into i it had the, the break, busiest so. christmas fucking ever. <laughs> it seemed it looked that way dude well it, it was, was really it was, it was nice really to, fun doesn't it, it was really fun it's a busy week for you regardless i would imagine just yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. my yeah. sister's birthday christmas my birthday new year's oh my gosh yeah, yeah. crazy yeah yeah it was nice to just be yeah. held it just I hadn't done that in years. I'm honestly. still tired. It was great. I'm, yeah, me too, dude. It was great. I, like, yeah. yeah, 
Um, Sarah just went back to work today for the first day of the holidays, and it's like I'm, my brain is still not out of the holidays, but also Dude, I've been, wants I've to been be. sleeping like ten hours a night, <laughs> maybe eleven hours, but like four days straight. Yeah. Uh, One of these days, the alarm's going to wake me up, but it hasn't been full of the twenty twenty four yet. <laughs> hasn't happened. Oh, alarms are for suckers. I did play. Um, I played one game. I played one game. Mm-hmm. What you? Yeah, I played a game which I liked. Uh, which was what? Co- yeah, it was Cocoon. Oh, that game sucked. <laughs> yeah, I really liked Cocoon. I thought it was awesome. A lot of nerds really liked it. Let's hear about it, Joe. <laughs> um, I just think it's not a very challenging puzzle game. I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely see. I remember Jameson's basically review on Discord saying that it never gets challenging, and he's right. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely understand that being a complaint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think at the time I was also like in parallel playing um, Curse of the Golden Idol DLC, mm-hmm. which was like mm-hmm. sitting there for two hours with a coffee, not <laughs> figuring anything out. Mm-hmm. And Cocoon has a really, for me anyway, it had a really nice pace to it, where it always it feels more like a, a mechanical tinkering game, where you're like on a giant alien ship and you're just kind of like fiddling with stuff and making progress. It doesn't mm. really ever feel very puzzly. Um, and I think it just worked for my brain at the time. I think I was still in that burnout phase and I didn't really want anything too strenuous. And the game has an amazing pace. It just moves. And that is because it's not a very challenging and, you know, you don't need to do any deep thinking to move forward in Cocoon. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it just had this really incredible aesthetic. I love the design of the boss fights. And it just never stops moving forward in a way which my brain really enjoyed for the time. It was five hours and then ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my only complaint is I think for the end, there should have been a puzzle crescendo. Because um, mm-hmm. it sets up, basically, you're dipping between four different realities. And at the end, you have control over all four of them. And it presents you with like an apparatus where you need to stack all four of them in a certain order. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is like the finale. And again, it's just like not really a very hard puzzle. It's more you're just tinkering. Again, the whole game is like you're kind of tinkering with weird alien organy biological mm. machinery shit. And I just think yeah. the game would have ended on a higher note if there was like this real like mind scratcher at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was on Game Pass. I played it in like two days. I thought it looked amazing. Uh, the sound design was it awesome. Does. Yeah. And yeah, I think I was just in the perfect mood for it where I needed something comforting. Um, and it was that. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. totally understand people being like, it was a brainless puzzle game and should have had more thought because the mechanics are actually really cool and they yeah. definitely could have done something more uh, mind-bending with it, even though it does have a few cool moments, like clever moments. I, I, I should, you know, I did enjoy Cocoon. Uh, and like you said, the world and sound is super good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the visuals, everything about the presentation is top-notch perfect. And the mechanic is phenomenal as well. It's super compelling. But yeah, I just it felt like they were just starting to do actually interesting things with the puzzles in the last half hour, and then it ended. And the the preceding three or four hours was just like an, a really long tutorial. And yeah, I know, I, you mean. I know not yeah, not every game needs to escalate. But I it's just I've been so you know you get so spoiled by like the witness and outer wilds yeah. and these like elaborate like complicated things and. Not every game needs to be that. Not every game should be that. But it definitely escalates a little bit. Like when you're like shooting projectiles through different realities or layers, whatever you want to call it, and you got like tilt things in certain directions and plan how one thing is going to move through three different worlds. 
Uh, but yeah, I just agree that it should have had like one ultimate like puzzle, which took like a lot of thought, a lot of setup, and was a big eureka moment. And I think it was just mm. missing that for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty neat. Though. I yeah. got stopped on a very simple puzzle and have not gone back to it yet. <laughs> As someone who yeah. is only hearing about how easy these puzzles are. Um, I mean, it's really challenging. <laughs> the There's through. one puzzle I just did. Shit. I did about 30 combinations too, and I was like, this doesn't make oh. any sense to me anymore. So <laughs> they're asking. I think you're stuck once really badly. I posted it in the Discord. Uh, I got really yeah. stuck on one of yeah, them. I had to investigate that because yeah. the thing I got hung up on, I'm like, I literally can't believe I'm hung up on it. And it just made me so disgusted that I uninstalled the game. Actually, no, I never installed it. I was <laughs> playing fair. it over the cloud, actually, for all of it. But <laughs> oh, I was just yeah. like, fuck. What? But if you could have uninstalled it, you would have. If I could have, but that's how Phil. If it wasn't streaming, Phil, yeah. Phil got. I Phil already got my twenty-five dollars. Like, he's, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It yeah. seemed really good. Game seemed neat. Game to your point where at the start, Joe, you're like uh, the first like half hour, forty-five minutes of a good puzzle game, or the first five percent per se, should feel linear while not feeling like there should be some sense of linearity to it if if the solution is directly solvable but this game yeah through its presentation seems like a way that's very seems like a game that's very concise and also only has uh only creates problems for one solution so it's like hard to not interpret it as a linear game i think i think it i think it needs to be praised on its direction because there's three to four worlds that you can go in and out of, and there's very mild exploration within each world. It's like it's not open world; it's like small little chunks you can explore. But like, I found myself just seamlessly figuring out what to do at all times, and there's no UI. It's just all through, just like subtle pushing the player in the right direction. And I just thought it was really clever and like satisfying. It makes you feel like you're kind of being a genius when. In fact, the game is just kind of like cleverly pushing you in the right direction at all times, and you're not yeah. really being that smart. But uh, yeah, I just find it really satisfying, clean, and awesome. Cool. Sounds great, guys. Yeah, very well made. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's really an easy fucking baby game, but you know, great. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, my bad, no, no, I, I would, I would play it for like thirty to forty minutes, and then as soon as I hit any sort of wall, I would just stop <laughs> and then just come back the next day, and then be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see, right, oh, and just do that, but. I mean, yeah, it's hitting walls in puzzle games is hard because you have to come back to it, and sometimes it's really easy to just be like, "Nah, just, I'm never going to watch that game again." Flow disruption has a I lot get of weight. That. Totally, like flow disruption can really, totally. Uh, mm. and it's just like I, I'm good to give games grace, not unlike what you said, Jameson, where it's like, if I'm not getting the solution, it's not the time right now. Give me, let me cook it, let me cook yeah. it. I'll come back and it'll be baked perfectly. And it's like, uh, I went back multiple days to this one particular puzzle. It's just, it was one of those, it was an antenna chime puzzle. You had to do it in the correct order. It was in the desert landscape. And it was just, I'm looking at the antennas and I'm looking at their heights. And it's, I'm doing it based on that. And I'm doing it in reverse. And I'm doing it based on, oh, I know you're talking I'm about, doing yeah. it based on potentially mm-hmm. perceived reverse and potentially perceived logical. And none of it's, right. none of it's hitting. So I'm just like, all right, I don't. I don't get the logic. I don't get your logic. I guessed one of those, and it was uh, incredible. Oh, and that's, what I, that's, that's what I don't want to hear. Right. And that's what I don't need to hear at all. <laughs> it was just a random... I believe it. Oh. I just guessed it. It was five I didn't simples. even think those were I puzzles. Hate I hate oh, this. Boy. <laughs> Poor Ben. Uh, yeah.
Yeah, that's what I've got left. I got four things that I could just like bang out real fast. Boom. Yeah, go for it. Slamming. I can bang out two as well, and then we can do co op. How about that? I'm going to start with Juicent. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's kind of moment. We have, oh, Joe, we, we have that on the PS5. I've, I think you were out. Wow. Isn't that <laughs> Game Pass? Yes, but I don't have Game Pass anymore. Ah. So we got a code for it okay. randomly, and I redeemed so it on play the PS5. Play it with that dual sense. I bet it feels real nice with that yeah, dual yeah, sense. Yeah, I wonder triggers. if they would have done anything differently with the triggers for the climbing. Anyway, I want to talk about Juicent because I think it has. It narratively, narrative delivery wise, awful. Uh, yeah, it's a don't nod game. So yeah, of course. <laughs> did not awful. Awful. Not. Yeah, just <laughs> dis- dis- despicable. Knock. All of it's delivered through you pick up a scroll and read six paragraphs. I would never read two, Of an email chain of two people who <laughs> have you have no reason to care about. It's very tough. Very, very tough. Okay, good. I'll skip all that shit. Thank you for yeah, the heads up. Which, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Gameplay wise, incredibly mm. interesting. Okay. You want to talk about a concise Death Stranding like uh, mm. with verticality in which you're you are there's decision making, there is strategization. Oh no, there is a truck. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I miss I messed up the I forgot, I got the G and the T mixed up there. Yeah. Stra- they give me deja vu. I feel like I tripped up on that word once in a podcast at some point as well. Yo. I had a weird flashback. Welcome. <laughs> the timelines have merged here. Yeah. Um, visually appealing. It's Unreal Five, but I feel I like love could have the also. Look of it. Yeah. Uh, I just I if it if they could have really had something special with like three more months in the oven, like mm. it could have just. You are very much an avatar in a static environment. You aren't knocking bottles over. You aren't tipping crates aside. You are moving in a completely static environment that has no reaction to you being in it other than you climbing right. through it. Which, you climb. Which I wouldn't give a shit about if I haven't been conditioned to over the last 10 years of gaming where um, like just little immersive things like that do go a long way. Um, but otherwise, gameplay-wise, e- extremely sound and, dare I say, a lot of fun to traverse what they want you to traverse through. I think the game provides just enough autonomy to make you feel like you're climbing these spaces and not just following a linear path. Um, and so I really wanted to give it its props. I think it um, it's it, it was a concept that was definitely interpreted and thought out. Um, but just like just for polish wise, if it had a head just a little bit longer, I think it would have been. Uh, it would have been really, really nice. Um, have some voice over in there or something, but mm. otherwise, um, it's just a silent mountain climber. And uh, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of be nice, Ga- uh, um, not Gone Home, Grow Grow Home. Yeah, I think so. Grow Home. Remember that game? Familiar. Yeah, I never played it, but I know what you mean. The little Ubisoft. It's a little. Yeah, it was like a little Ubisoft experimental game where they. I uh, like climbing. You just play as like a a weird weird to control guy that climbs. You're a robot, and, dude. Like, yeah, yes, it, I it thought that was that. Yeah, I appreciate a game that's just like, hey, climb, climb some stuff. It it was a great coffee game, great to sit down, yeah, with a controller and just look at it on the big screen because it was it was beautiful. Music's good, has a good sense of progression. I guess it is pretty short. I didn't get a chance to finish it, but uh, based on my estimations and interpretations, I'm knocking on the door of finishing it. But uh, I just got to get a little bit further, and would not be yeah, surprised to see hours, a sequel like. in the coming years. You, I, they could definitely or like do in three more months because don't nod, just love putting games out. Yeah, 
if it comes Juice out in three two. months, that's an that's an automatic miss for me. But anyway, that's <laughs> Juice Song. It's yeah, a, I, I want to play that. Definitely yeah, worth I'll the give check it a go. out for sure. It looks chill. Yeah. One of the game that I got the opportunity to try thanks to Phil's cool service is uh, <laughs> 2022 Darling Roller Drone. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Drone. sick. Um, yeah, it is sick. It um, good game. It's cool. It's good. It um, it does. It's one step removed from that Tony Hawk. You know, kind of play style. Just um, yeah. I I think I was expecting a little bit more with balance and stuff like that, especially with with grinding and um, manual. Oh, you mean yeah, no just like physically, like, like you don't like have to literally play in the game. Yeah, like leaning left and right. Yeah, right mm-hmm, and right. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, there are some pitfalls I'm falling into, and and some habits, some bad habits I have when I when I play the game. But otherwise, really, really yeah. cool game. Love it as a total package, just as far as like. This is the level. Here are your goals. You do them. You don't. This is the. I understand. There's some small narrative happening with the first person perspective stuff. Um, but otherwise, that stuff was I'm, good. Like compelling enough. You're like, oh, they're painting their world here. Yeah, I appreciate this. It's sort of dystopian. Yeah, yeah. but they don't. It was, you can just walk right past it all and get, keep going, which I appreciate. Yeah, I was more able to interpret the game through almost like a propaganda style. Like this is a yeah. sport. This is the sport that's controlling the world. It's a blood in sport. a way, and and yeah, exactly. And I, and I found that really interesting. And then the gameplay is just a lot of fun. A game that has a lot going on. Like it's just arcadey enough that it's yeah. not expecting you to play it a specific way. Which, if if as long as there's that gray area there, if it's a game. Like leaning on its mechanics, then I'm all for it. Don't uh, don't expect me to play it a specific way. That's great. It gets hard so, too. It does get hard. It seems yeah. that way. It's yeah. really hard. I, I really hope play. that game gets a sequel because it has some yeah, cool ideas. That'd but be cool. It it doesn't like go all the way with like I don't know the design of what it could have been. Like it has I one see... boss fight, and the one boss yeah. fight was like, oh shit, it's just like such a cool concept, and then that's kind of it. It's just like one boss. Spoilers for. Ben. I want to see a game that like. Um, merges Rollerdrome with oh fuck! I just had it on the tip of my tongue and I just lost it. Like Hi-Fi uh, Rush like or a, something. Like a oh oh um, I I haven't played it yet, but Ollie Ollie World, which is like mm. open world skateboarding. I want to see like Rollerdrome with a small like sort of open world, and then like Shadow of the Colossus boss you yes. can randomly encounter every yes. time, you know, and like you and all and it's always driven by. Uh, let me, yeah, that combat system, but in a little more freeform environment, it would be really interesting. Instead Shadow of a really colossal arena score based, <gasps> throw some death yeah. loop in there. Oh my god! Yeah, that, I feel like yeah, I would be really interested to see them do more with the concept. Cool, hell yeah! Anyway, yeah, roller drum. It's uh, I could probably play a little bit more, but I think I still have it installed. I could probably get a little more at at. I could probably get a little more at it. Yeah, last two three levels are tough. It's like Doom Eternal level yeah. of demanding right at the end. Because they do want you to do some stuff. Yeah. They want you to do some specific things at times, for sure. It, uh, it has a good little challenge curve to it. Um, and if you chase the all the score things, it's... it's. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed like the first five levels, just 100%ing them. They were really fun. Like Getting yeah. the max like a million score and all these things, it was really satisfying to, to master that stuff. The third of the four I'll bring up is Steam World Build. Oh yeah, right. 
played yeah. about 90 minutes of SteamWorld build on the Xbox, so I, already, I set myself up to fail by playing a 4X um, world builder on uh, controller. But what I will say <laughs> yeah. is, 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 is it's fine, and it's sweet, and it's yeah. good, and it's them doing one of these. But I, I don't know where I got this pers- perspective or perception. But I, I had the idea that they were doing so they the game takes place above and below ground and and depending on how your machines are working underground it provides resources for the things going above ground. I don't know where I ever got this idea, but I had the perspective that for some reason the underground was a tower defense third person. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's not. It, I don't think it right. is. I did. I did the down the below ground section and above ground section and did not experience any type of combat. So. I might not be far enough, but I played far hmm. enough where I'd, confi- I'd finished tutorialization, but had not experienced any form of active gameplay. Um, right. So if there's any listeners out there who know more than I do, we'll talk next time. But um, so I just, yeah, it just felt like a straight up world builder. And in that case, I hung the phone up in that regard and said, maybe we'll talk later. So I thought there was, I thought there was a component of this where I could contribute a little bit more gameplay wise and. I thought yeah, that was an entire but genre maybe, is just like missing something for me. Yeah, maybe I gotta explore that. And if if it was never that, and if there was never a game that had that, then gosh darn, I wish there would be a game that would let well, you play. I remember, yeah, we we all thought we all agreed with you when you said that. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, did, did I like Mandela effect myself in no, believing this thing? I don't know. Was, yeah. Um. I anyway, will play la- that game at some point because I actually I do like a world builder, um, <laughs> like a smaller, simpler one, but it just didn't sound super compelling the reviews are kind of mixed and and it's not actually like the steam world people it's like some other developer you know oh. doing a steam world game which is fine that's cool it's sort of you know like bring more people into the steam world fold i love that they're still doing you know that but uh the steam world yeah, when it, universe the, the yeah, exactly but when it when it came out to everyone being like yeah it's fine i was just kind of Okay, it's gonna go onto the real big deep discount pile because forty dollars yeah. or forty five dollars or something. I'm uh, eh. Oh yeah, yeah. Feels like a yeah. Game Plus uh, game for me. I'll check it out eventually. My fourth the game. Fourth uh, game. Yeah, yeah. My f- my fourth game is Pyre. Oh uh, yeah. Want to talk to you guys about Pyre a little bit? Cause I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling feeling strange about my experience with Pyre so far. So I guess I should preface this first with, um, I guess, and not to put the cart ahead of the horse here, I will be talking about Pyre on another podcast uh, in the near future. Um, you bitch. Medium- yeah, I was... I'm so sorry. Fuck? Sorry, guys. I was asked to guest host on another podcast. I don't know where your what guys' invites f- went, but... <laughs> um, so I was uh, asked to guest on a podcast called Medium of the Month with um, our mutual friend, I would say. His name is Holden, uh, formerly Boysenberry, or still yeah. goes by Boysenberry. Mm-hmm. But um, he hosts a monthly podcast and then um, a- another one where he wants to talk about games. And so he, uh, we were kind of going back and forth about what to play. He volleyed Pyre my way, and I had always wanted to play it because I know James and you have a reverence for it. And I also have a... Um, I also have a. Uh, I I thought that Super Giant was silly pre Hades. Yeah, you fucker. Yeah, and so like post Hades, I'm like, okay, 
You know what I mean? So I still like, think I could, that's silly. I could never get <laughs> into Bastion, and I just couldn't do it. And then, uh, but Pyre seemed cool because it was a sports-like in a way. Yeah. Um, Sp- sports-like visual novel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's right. So you know, weird. a dime a dozen nowadays. No. It's so weird. Yeah. So I've been playing it. I think I'm. I think I got six hours into it, and um, we're getting there. Having a really good time. I'm on my. Um, I'm on my third pass through. I've uh, ascended two teammates of the Nightwings to. I see. Yeah. Um, this it's is for been the, so long since I played that game. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is for the pyreheads out there. No, can I? Had to, <laughs> had, to, had, to, had, to, had to decipher that. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but um, no. So I I don't find myself particularly interested in what's going on story-wise and i think i'm doing hmm. myself a big disservice that way i'm not there's a couple of characters who who i'm adding to the party who i'm who i'm finding interesting enough to kind of follow their path and and, and want to get them through the system but otherwise it's like otherwise i find myself struggling with the overall the overall conceit of the game outside of the gameplay. I'm enjoying the gameplay. Mm. I don't mind the world traversal and exploration, but um, paying attention to the characters has honestly been the hardest part yeah, of the game. Yeah, I remember that. Um, it's a lot of be- visual novel and like a little bit it, of it is, sports. Yeah. There is, and they there are some levels that are completely conversation, and the, yeah. that, the, that gap between the game and the story can can get a little bit too dense um in a way where i'm finding myself falling off caring about these characters whose fate is in my hands and so it's it's tricky i i i know i'm doing the game a disservice that way um but outside of that i'm having a great time playing the game and learning its systems I knew you'd like the gameplay if nothing oh, else the yeah. gameplay is a lot of fun i'm getting my butt like, kicked right now but sort of um, basketball but also you never lose right like if you lose mm-hmm. that's fine it's part of the it, like the game reacts to that yeah which is really interesting so it's just really cool i've i have not lost yet i'm still uh, okay. i've won every match i've ever participated in and so i uh and this is yeah you can lose every match in that game and it's fine yeah. <laughs> which is crazy i found myself winning but now i've uh gotten up against an opponent um, that is quite hard, and as soon as it got quite hard, I just was like, "Is this real?" And haven't gotten. I, I pick it back up every now and again. Keep losing uh, this one particular match, um, but I just got to get back up on the horse. But otherwise, having a really fun time with Pyre. It's like you see, you can see all of that narrative coming through, especially with the mm-hmm. um, the profiles and just. Uh, ever-changing relationship over the course of a game they have they really have a knack for pacing like emotional change or conversation or i don't know at least we saw we saw that with hades god damn hades yeah. too what the fuck are they gonna no do i agree I, I mean if th- that's definitely that's been a major part of all their games i would say mm-hmm. and they've just been sort of integrating more and more of it and hades obviously has uh, so much of it because there's that game is so long basically if you want the entire story arc mm-hmm. but but yeah i mean if you if you don't click with the world and characters then obviously yeah pyre will be uh a bit of a struggle because mm-hmm. it is probably 70 percent story stuff 
the world and the lore makes sense to me. It's making sense to me, like as far as the rites of passage and and building everybody up to get to ultimately ascend is is making yeah. sense to me. It's just like it's really just like it's hard because I know these characters are such a strong component of the game. I'm just having a hard time caring about any of them except for a yeah. couple. I did. There are a couple. That Sir I'm Gilman. Man, Sir Gilman's funny, dude, but, like, and he's got his whole, th- he's got his boys who are, like, razzing him, and he's like, no, dudes, I'm better than you, like, I'm over here. Anyway, oh, he's so funny, he's an eye and a helmet. So yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, they get the dog. Anyway, bunch of dudes. Pyre's fun. A lot of fun. I don't know what they're gonna do with Hades too, dude. I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm fascinated. Fascinated to see that. That'll probably hit early access this year, and no, I won't touch it, but. No, be, I know. It'd be very interesting to see the early reception to it because they have yeah. a lot to live up to. Yeah. Those are my four. Uh my quick four. Other than that, I got uh our co-op game experiences, but that's pretty much everything. Pretty much everything I've played over the last little while. That's quite a lot, dude, honestly. Sounds yeah, a big list. I mean it yeah. has been like five months, so Yeah, but I mean I didn't play but yeah, if you <laughs> anything. Had, I yeah. I played lots of stuff as well, but yeah. Um, eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I will. The only other like big one was I've played through the Cyberpunk expansion, but we don't need to like. It's very good. It's they've done a very good job of cleaning that game up, pulling away a lot of the cruft, and just sort of making it very easy to appreciate the good stuff in that game. Uh, and the mm. expansion is excellent. Like the the new zone is so much more i don't know you can really tell it's next gen only yeah and then you go back out you drive back out into the main zone your map and you're like oh man i mean the game looks amazing of course but just like the density of art and uh civilians in dogtown versus the rest of the game is really noticeable when you're going back and forth and uh yeah they're they're the the, it's a very james bondy dlc there's of course combat, lot you know, lots of combat, but there's a lot of just like good espionage and planning and interrogations and and sort of skulking around in the shadows. Not literally stealthy missions, but there's just a lot of good James Bond vibes in that DLC start to finish. And they're still very good at characters and and quests and storytelling. Yeah, uh, and that I would say the Phantom. Uh, what is it? What's it called? Phantom Liberty. Liberty. I almost said the Phantom mm-hmm. Thread. Um, <laughs> Phantom Liberty is definitely their best story stuff in in Cyberpunk. It's nice. really, really strong all the way through. the The new characters are excellent. There's like very complicated gray moral choices. Uh, they get a little goofy with one of the endings sections, which not literally. I mean, it's a very serious section but they they get a little experimental let's say with what you could do with cyberpunk in a way that it eh, doesn't necessarily work but it was fun <laughs> to see them just dabbling with ideas hmm. and uh yeah it's uh it's good stuff it's very good stuff and the most interesting thing is is honestly just like realizing how much all of cyberpunk is focused on like the world is a horrible nightmare, but all the people you encounter are really good. Like they're all mm. like really like they're messy, but they're all inherent like in their core actually quite good people. And it's uh, it's a it it's just a lot easier to appreciate all that stuff when you have a much more coherent game. 
which mm-hmm. they do now with it. Like it's still flawed in all the ways that that game is going to be flawed because they're not going to remake it. Uh, but they just, yeah, they they they've just made it a lot easier. Like there's no more. I I realized I haven't even opened the crafting menu once in that game, and like that was mm. that was like half of the first game was crafting bullshit and breaking it, and they they just streamlined everything really nicely. Yeah, and uh, it's much more of a when you play it in the you can turn off uh, the stupid fucking obnoxious phone calls from the uh, fixers where they're like, yeah, here yeah. we've got this side gig for you. You can turn all that Have off. Have they removed cars great. being a question? Like buying a car? Yeah, yeah. A that, oh, that was like one of the first things they did like in gosh. year one of that game being out. Uh, yeah, all that stuff is gone. And, and when you turn off the quests and just follow the main story and the major side quests, that game is a really, in a lot of ways, like a GTA game where you just like, you drive to the next person and start the story mission. And you're in this linear cinematic thing. And then you drive out through the open world to the next thing. And when you play like that, it, it really it really works very well as that, as a f- sort of first-person crime GTA-style experience, but with way more compelling and flexible combat. Yeah. I, I used a katana for everything and chopped everyone up, and <laughs> you can really... F- and they've, like, completely redone the, all the skill trees. They really let you focus on that stuff. Um, yeah, they've done a very good job. And the DLC was excellent is nice length good all the side quests are really good and feel way more even the gigs like the blue tier uh side quests in that game like in the base game they're very much just like a a bethesda cave where you walk in kill guys and loot uh in the expansion they all feel like actual full-blown side quests uh with extensive story stuff and it's all very very solid and interconnected and sort of woven into everything. It's very, it reminds me a lot of Blood and Wine, where Blood and Wine took the criticisms of like, there's just these monster nests everywhere in The Witcher 3. What's the point? It's just map clutter. And then in Blood and Wine, they're like, well, if we're going to integrate the monster nests into like an overarching story that is a side quest and, you know, weave everything together into be a more sort of coherent way. And that is exactly what they've done here as well. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to sort of like close the book on cyberpunk and be like, oh yeah, this game does a lot of stuff really well. Yeah. And the expansion is excellent. And they use the um, world. Yeah. As you say, I really look forward to replaying it, but my, my brain is being weirdly, it's like like gripping onto my memories of cyberpunk weirdly strongly where I just feel like I remember so much of that game. Usually my memory is useless and it was three years now since 1.0, it's like December 10th, 2020. So yeah, more than three years now. Yeah. I just like, it feels like I played that game really recently. Maybe because I 100 percent of it. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, I do feel that way about a lot of the main quest stuff. So I, I started fresh and played up through the main quest to the point where you can go into Dogtown and start the DLC, which is actually, like, play through the majority of the main quest. Um, and it was helpful to, you know, I wanted to see the new experience as well, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I agree. I, there were parts where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember this quite strongly. And, yeah, I think, A, because it's a lot of it's very striking and, yeah. and unique, I would mm-hmm. say. And also, yeah, you and I both 100% of that game, and I put like 120 hours in. I think you almost did the same thing as well, which yeah, is wild for I you. Love that game. Uh, you know, and then between video things, like my playtime went up to like <clears> almost <throat> 200 hours before I was done with that game or 150 or something. So 
but the nice thing is, like The Witcher, you can also just start the DLC. They, they have a main menu option where it's just like, start the DLC. Let's just j- go right into it. Uh, so. I think I'm just going to wait. I think that game's going to yeah. age well. Yeah, yeah. And they're theoretically done adding stuff, but like three weeks ago, they put out a 2.1 patch that added like functioning um, monorail car fast travel system into the game that like finally, you know, it's completely useless because <laughs> it takes fucking forever, but I feel like it makes sense cool to leave they're... like a small team to just keep slightly improving that game forever. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that. They, they, they said fairly publicly like we're done, but then they put out the 2.1 patch out of nowhere and caught everyone off guard. But I have to imagine they... They wind that down pretty soon, but it's in a very good place, and it's been nice to see everyone, you know, be able to come around on yeah. that game because that, you know, it was always good at a lot of things. It rightly so got the shit kicked out of it by the public and Sony and all these people. Like it deserved all that shit because it was unacceptable. But it's and it's a shame if you look at it now. You're like, man, if they had shipped this game this December, yeah, you know. As is on next gen only, they would have had none of those problems. But it still feels eh. like it didn't get its moment. It's getting like a weird no, staggered I... post. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Redemption arc, and it's not the same yeah. as having that massive zeitgeist it maybe deserved with more time. But it definitely feel like this was the year where it got like the DLC really felt like it got its it had a moment attention. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I I I actually still have a quest. Because I'm still poking at my replay, I still have uh, side quests from the Phantom Liberty popping up. So I'm curious. I think I might be down to the last one here. And there's a new ending um, added in the DLC, which I will do and see. So that that'll like hmm. wrap up that playthrough. But it was like 20 hours of new stuff in that DLC for you know 20 bucks or whatever. <clears throat> They're very good at making expansions. Yeah, I'll definitely. Get and Idris Elba is real good. He does a good job in there. Mm. Way better than uh, Keanu. Much more appropriate casting. Um, yeah, really good new characters. That game is also like all women. It's really interesting. Hell I'm playing yeah. as female V. And you, I didn't really process it the first time, but like almost every significant character in that game is a woman, which is cool. Good. I don't know. It just, it just, yeah, it just stood out uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know. That's how the future should be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We've had our time. <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to replay it so soon, but going, I was just so fucking tired of Starfield. So going, <laughs> yeah. finishing, I like finished Starfield and then immediately started Cyberpunk. And man, what a, what a 180. Like Cyberpunk just feels so futuristic compared to that game, especially on PC now with like, you, you factor in all the insane ray tracing they've yeah. thrown into it. But just the game has no loads and you can just, you know, it's like a real video game. With, with like really compelling combat and good writing and visuals and yeah and if you don't do the blue gigs uh it's a it's a it feels like a very streamlined open world experience in a way that i i like it doesn't feel wandering in in the way something like you know skyrim feels that way it's it's it feels very focused mm. so yeah, you don't have to worry about like crafting shit, and I mean you can, but you you don't you don't really have to touch it, and the healing items are all simplified. Like they they've done a ton of work. It was it was interesting to revisit it for sure. So yeah, they did good. I look, I'm fascinated to see what the next 
cyberpunk game is because what will cdpr get themselves up to next yeah well the witcher they're making a new witcher game so hopefully they don't fuck that one up out of the gate because that would that would probably be too much for them to come back from publicly i think like cyberpunk was pretty bad but they got there but if they fucked up twice in a row and with the witcher and the way the witcher has you know i don't know I don't know how you make a follow-up to The Witcher 3, but I'm super curious to see what they get up to over the next 10 years with their next two games. Yeah, but the next one game every 10 years. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, Real quick, the one other game, I just found it on the Steam sale mm. and bought it on a whim like two days ago. I saw it uh, on, a, on a Hidden Gems thread that I, keep follow, I follow every year during the winter sale. And uh, it is called Shadow Gambit colon the cursed crew not sure, a great title yeah. oh yeah yeah i did hear about this but it's from the people that made like desperados 3 and one other game it's a real-time stealth strategy game it looks cool so you it's really neat yeah you are uh a, a, the you're like in this weird pirate undead pirate world everyone is dead but they're all pirates uh it looks a lot like sea of thieves xcom to me and yeah, except it's yeah, all real time, so it's not it's oh. not it's not turn based, okay. uh, which I thought it was until yeah, I started I playing. So it's all all real time, which is cool. And yeah, you um, recruit teammates and get them in your party, and then go out on missions that are entirely stealth based. And everyone has a completely unique set of abilities. Like I just this morning got uh, a lady who is a cannoneer and has a giant cannon on her back. And when you kill or knock out an enemy, she can put the person into their into her cannon and launch the corpse at people to knock them out wow. or you can slurp up your teammate and launch them to, into hard to reach places uh so i'm i've only played about three hours but it's really really solid so far uh, like art the art is excellent the music is good it's all voice acted and all the writing and voice acting is really good uh did you hear the kind of like a, depressing news about it. Yeah, and also the studio shut yeah. down okay. immediately uh, after they shipped this game. That's right. No one bought they, it. They had once said it was awesome, and then they shut down. Yeah, gaming. They, just, they that, yeah, oh. it's it's rough. It's that's, rough. That's so that's where we started with it. Fuck yeah. Sakes. So I'm I'm super curious to see where it goes because I'm just still getting into all the onboarding, but it's got a ton of personality, uh, really good art, and it looks fantastic. And, does, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw the screenshots, I was like, "Oh, this looks like my jam completely." And uh, I had I have never played one of these games before where it's like a real time stealth strategy game. I, I I've never played. I know it's sort of a subgenre, and uh, yeah, really. And they also are very intelligently incorporate quick save in as a, like an in world mechanic, basically, where your ship, the the ghost of your ship is like your your ship has a spirit and is talking to you all the time and your ship can create basically quick save memories it's like save this memory and it's just quick saving but it's very smart to integrate quick saving as a mechanic into the game mm. instead of just as a menu thing so it encourages you to quick save constantly because there's no limit Whoa. on them and reload if you fuck up and it's a very smart way to allow you to experiment without consequences basically and le learn how the game works so this looks uh, crazy yeah, it seems, seems super neat super smart so far yeah and yeah it's it's tragic that the studio died they 
they basically said like the game hasn't sold and we're burnt out on making games so we're gonna do our dlc plans for the game and ship dlcs and keep the game up to date uh and then never make it a game ever again which is uh you know, you see, like, overwhelmingly positive, and even on Metacritic, it's got, like, 85, you know, it's, like, super solid reviews, and it's just dead. Yeah. I had never heard of it. It came out in August. I had never heard of it, you know, uh, and I probably never would have found it if it weren't for just a random picture I saw in a thread. I'm like, and I was like, whoa, pirate? This, get, this looks cool. This looks... Yeah, so I'm very curious to uh, continue digging into that. It's sort of my morning game. Which is a, it's nice to have like a sort of somewhat thinking, but not yeah. too much thinking game. Yeah. So that's it. That's all for me. I'm glad that game got like some uh, recognition. Yeah. I wonder if it would like not yeah. shut down if it got like a, you know, a resurgence of sales or something. I read their post and it also just sounded like they have had a hard time making it. Like save the industry learned- or something. Well, just, you this know, game work looks hours exhaustive. And... Like, this game looks... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it's super... It's not, like, a lightweight game either. Yeah, I, I thought it was all going to be, like, no voice acting or anything like that. But, no, it, it feels like a major production. Maybe they're just tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounded like they were just, like, you know, yeah, working too hard and not getting returns. And they just needed to focus on themselves. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. I'm so. tired, too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the Sh- Shadow Gambit, the Cursed Crew. I think it's a terrible is name. That, I yeah. will say it is a terrible name. Unfortunately, can the yeah, industry but... get rid of like the semicolon? Like I know like, seventeen yeah. words. We get rid of it. They love the colon. They love the subtitle for sure. Yeah, but, but Shadow Gambit sucks on its own as well. That's not yeah. good. even Shadow Gambit. The Cursed Crew is like a decent yeah. standalone, maybe, but yeah. I kind of get know. Gambit because it's like a strategy, but otherwise it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was sad. What's next? Yes, I hate to cut things short, but I may have to put a rain check on our co-op chat for another time. Sure. We, uh, had That's a, okay. Got a slight at-home emergency that uh, as these things happen when you, uh, when you have, uh, you know, parented some of these, yeah. some of these humans at home. Yeah, it's it's been long. Anyway, I'm not going to so. play video games anyway, so we can save that for my chat. Yeah, and most of the best awards when we do our best of awards and get Ben's list, like I feel like most of that's just going to be cool things yeah. anyway. Like yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a very, we will celebrate 2023 in some unique ways. I think uh, when it comes to our podcast and our programming, but. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get there nonetheless. We'll we'll think of some dumb award titles and. Yeah, oh, for sure. Make a, top, make a top five list, I guess. <laughs> Tastiest perceived consumable worst <laughs> possible I th- dice roll. I think I'll have a top ten list. It's just going to be, I don't know, it's going to be an interesting yeah. year for me specifically to see at the end, did I yeah. get my mojo back or did mm. I play six games in 2024? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, every year... Every year is different for those, mm-hmm. and every year sort of surprises you and in different ways. Yeah, it's like we'll oh, see. that was more games than I thought, or or that was not as many games as I thought. But yeah, yeah, it'll be a very interesting chat at some point. I it will, yeah. probably in a month or so. I would reckon that goes up. Yeah, and plus we'll we'll try to try to crank these out more often. I definitely know my game of the year, but other than me, that, me everything too. else is just Elden Ring again. It's Elden Ring twenty twenty three. 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm fascinated. I have no idea what Joe's number one would be. I have one idea yeah. that mm. is my guess, but I that's f- it. I feel like I know what your guys' game and if it, is. And if it is my like... guess, great. Tremendous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna but be... I don't know. I'm fascinated, you know. Party animals, game of the year. Coming up. Coming yeah. up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's the most I laughed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Love that darn game. <laughs> yeah, that game's cool. good. That game is good. All right, then, dudes. Not to cut it too impromptu, but uh, appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate you all tuning in. I wish you all a very merry 2024, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for an outstanding 2023. Huge, huge year for the podcast. 2024 is only, only going to be bigger, I'm sure, with uh, more releases. <laughs> more releases and uh yeah you you know all that good stuff so anyway thank you so much for listening uh happy 2023 and uh, we will see you again soon in 2024 Bye. Bye. And that's why at Koskala Brother Adventure Tours, we say, fuck the government, we have bolt cutters.